0: Recorded in the darkest dungeons of the Basement of Death studio, Josh, Troy, and Ty present a show dedicated to bringing you, the listener, into the adventure right along with them. Pick up your sword or load your bolt gun, but don't forget your helmet because it is time for some playin' and slayin'. from the BOD studio it is playing and slaying episode 31 it's almost as old as we are Josh but not quite as old as Troy Mm -hmm. if episodes Mm -hmm. were years soon soon enough so we are back from Adepticon this is going to be our uh, Adepticon recap a little bit delayed from where we wanted because uh, a few guys uh, picked up um, some type of plague at the convention and were laid low. Uh, they didn't have that Nurgle's uh, blessing upon them that kept them in good health. Nurgle's blessing keep, keeps
1: you in good health? Yeah. no, yeah. oh, I thought
0: it just, you accept no. the bad health. Oh, like that, I yeah. mean, yeah. bad health is good health if yeah, you have Nurgle's blessing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> but we are, we are glad that um, two, two of you are back to full strength and uh, ready to go. So it'll be our Adepticon recap. We will have a special guest, uh, the intern, Stanley, a.k.a. Bryce the Hobby Hero, joining us to talk Adepticon. And um, that will be pretty much the entirety of the the main part of the show tonight. Um, And of course, you'll all get to hear what we have been playing, hobbying, buying, kickstarting, listening to, watching, consuming, eating, drinking, all the things. I'm sorry. You should have stopped me at playing, building, and buying. But um, <laughs> so that's what we've got lined up. Should be a fun time. Um, without further ado, we'll get into it. And when you're playing and slaying, it is important to stay hydrated. Tonight's uh, drinking segment is sponsored by a fan of the show and all-around gentleman and and just amazing human being, Stu, one of the Nashville guys. It's also his birthday today, so happy oh, birthday, man! As, happy as we birthday. record. And uh, Stu brought us at Adepticon um, a box of, of goodies. <laughs> he had a... Uh,
1: it was the National Care Package or something, yeah, yeah. right? I don't know All what All the it good is. Nashville. Care yeah.
0: The Nashville Care Package. It was uh, two six-packs and then a four-pack of boys from local breweries. And then he hooked uh, each, us, each of us up with um, one of these really nice metal Orca uh, drinking mugs <clears throat> that keeps drinks cold pretty much all day and it's got the plan and slam logo that he had uh, put on it so, so cool yeah embossed um, right on there yeah, yeah. just like yeah that's yeah, super th- nice. they're super awesome yeah um, so really awesome hit Stu up on uh, Twitter he's at uh, giant among minis um, on Twitter um, but definitely thank you Stu and we are we are actually drinking uh, some of the beers tonight so I started off with the home style. It's a mosaic pale ale, uh, a home style IPA from Bearded Iris Brewing in Nashville. Um, it's really, it's got a nice floral kind of hop to it. Really smooth, really good. Um, I think it comes in around eight uh, percent, and it's a, a full one point uh, tall boy. So drinking that tonight. So thank you, Stu.
2: I have uh, straight out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, from Jackalope Brewing Company, Thunder Ann. It's an American Pale Ale. Uh, definitely in my wheelhouse. I really dig this. It's super good. Um, and since Troy doesn't really h- like hoppy beers, I'm stealing his. So <laughs> you, You're more than welcome to <laughs> It's em. awesome. Um, yeah, no, they're so good. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Thank you, Stu.
1: Troy, what, uh, what did you put down? Um, so... There, I have a picture. So I was a little doing a little pregame after work, um, and I still, I'm still in recovery. So um, I had a seven ounce shorty Rhinelander, which is barely beer, I think, because <laughs> I don't, I believe there's no alcohol actually in Rhinelander. Well, I think they pretend there's alcohol in Rhinelander, but is it made with corn syrup? Um, I no, they don't. I don't think they have corn syrup in LAUGHTER just toad eggs right just yeah there may be corn in it i don't know how they yeah i don't i haven't this is probably the first rhinelander i've had in like 30 years because this (laughs) since college because i remember we used to because i think you could like return a deposit of like a case and they would give you a full case of rhinelander because it was like you know it was that dirt cheap beer oh wow back in college that you just but i don't think you could just drink a whole case and then there will be like warm up cuz it really didn't matter Where did you find it. rhinelander Um I was at the Camp Bar in downtown okay. Milwaukee, yep. Um, and then what you missed is actually this was the chaser cuz I actually had a gorgeous bloody mary, all right, which was right. like dinner. Um what I thought it was funny that you got a little chaser, beer chaser. <laughs> so I don't and people were saying that that's not like that's a M- like a Milwaukee Wisconsin thing and uh the beer chaser I don't know that everywhere you go you get a chaser with your Bloody Mary
0: well, God, I think I don't know that I've had a Bloody Mary outside of Milwaukee so I've always yeah. had a little right well, you, know, you always get, get a chaser shooter, shooter, but yeah, it was yeah.
1: that's something we were talking about it's that people were like oh they get confused and you get beer like, with your and you get oh. like garn like people aren't used to like the garnishes like yeah. I got a full like I think it was you know pickle sausage cheese slider um, it was not a slider it wasn't like Solomon's. it wasn't oh, Solomon's one at that, or, like, that we put started having <laughs> yeah we had that discussion too yeah so, tater tots. So if you're not from the area, you, you don't know what you're missing or you do know what it, you're missing. It helps
0: missing. cut the taste. Like what's great is you finish that Bloody Mary and you've got that acidic kind of tomato based spice and, and the beer just levels it yep. out and cleanses the palate for rounds two, three, and four of Bloody Marys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you do want to actually have a nice like a lager like that as the chaser. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, well. so I'm so even though I am not drinking right now. You pre sure.
0: I pre-gamed to make sure. Troy did. entered his show notes while he was sipping on a Bloody Mary. Yeah.
2: Explains a lot of the typos. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So um, we might even get a round two beer in tonight as they, they cool off here in the studio fridge. But we had such a good time recapping Adepticon, which you will all hear later on the show. We decided to also have Bryce uh, join us for the the lead-in, the Playing Hobby Kickstarter other uh shenanigans section of the show. So, Bryce, good to have you. Glad you're with us. Hopefully, your mic is hot.
3: Well, I think this means I finally made it, right? Like, I'm, I'm you're a full time ma- intern.
0: <laughs> you're in the main segment. <laughs> you have been groomed. I'm ready to walk away yeah. from the show, and you can take over. So, it'll be uh, <laughs> it'll be great. Everyone will like the show more because there's less negativity. Um, and I can go do my podcast with Tom, where we just rant about stuff that <laughs> makes us mad.
2: And we're plus one corgi.
0: Yeah, yeah. and
1: you yeah, guys gain it's it's a corgi. This you is can like really
3: hear him a couple times tonight too.
1: <laughs> 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 this is like Brett Fire. Where Ty he's retired from the podcast, I think five times already We're not in public i don't know have i made it public enough uh, at least three times i thought you well, think you've retired right? on the podcast yeah, Bleacher so. report can come in
0: and throw <laughs> some shade about the relationship between the bodfather and me uh <laughs> later too all right so playing uh age of sigmar a lot of age of sigmar we'll talk about that with the adepticon recap um, we've also been playing some Dungeons and Dragons pretty regularly. Yeah. Uh, we've we've gotten a weekly uh, cadence going. Sometimes more, we get a bonus game in for those that can join. Sometimes when I'm I'm inspired, or Bryce and I will talk about D D on Messenger throughout the day, and then I'll be like, Ah, oh, screw it, let's do it and see who <laughs> who can play. But uh, I'll let you guys kind of recap. There have been. There have been some things that have happened recently, uh, specifically things that happened to one of Bryce's uh, characters. And I say characters because, you know, reason. So Bryce, you want to recap what's what's been going on in D&D? I
3: mean, it still kind of hurts to talk about, but yeah, we can, we can talk about it. I think, I think in one of the episodes, or multiple episodes, you've told the listeners that you have cursed me with a deck of many things. Um and we'll just we'll just jump ahead. I had drawn 12 cards, and some bad things happened and some great things happened. and uh, I was feeling pretty good. I, I wished my friend Nagachi a magical axe that never stops burning. Um, <laughs> I, I gave Paul's character a couple draws and he got the Vizier card from one of them, which may come into play in a minute. And uh, we were we were we were in the heart of things, and uh, we we came across these kobolds and Troy or Nate. Sorry, I guess I could call everyone by their names. Nate Nate uh, refused, which is Troy's character, refused to let us to, to let us murder them for some reason, and uh, so we protected the temple, and, and we were looking for more temples, and we decided to go back to the kobolds who. who Knew the location um, of all the temples, so we thought. And in and, and Nate began negotiating, and they demanded a tribute. To which I recommended that we we tempt tempted Kessel with <laughs> with a draw from the deck of many things, and insert a little break in the in the narrative. Uh, we we wanted to get one card that that I knew was in the deck out which which was the void going into this game, I had no idea what was that guy. I only knew from the from the description that Ty gave me three of the cards, one of which was a void or one of Josh's characters has been hanging out for how many years yeah
0: the the donjon we we Since played i mean sixteen seventeen years ago, yeah maybe 18 years uh campaign with the very first draw tito the elf was uh whisked off to the donjon and that was like second edition D. right yeah. deck of many yep. things
2: yeah you guys were so excited that i got the deck and i'm like <laughs> i mean all right i'll draw a card and then i was gone and for like the whole rest of that session i did i was like all right i'll get some re-roll a character <laughs>
3: Yeah, so I knew that card was in there, and, and and Paul had said that he wanted to use the Vizier card for for something to help the party, and I think that I think that Rattle was was a character that everyone liked and didn't want to see go away, or at least got a kick out of and mm-hmm. made people laugh. So we we decided to ask the DM how
0: how many which how many cards deck? away? Yeah, which card in the deck? was the Donjon. Mm. So I counted until I found it, and it was the sixth card from from the top. And the question was, how many cards until the, the Donjon? Mm. Which is very important, the, the way that question was asked.
3: Yeah, so after 15 seconds of consideration, Derek and I, which is Paul's character, agreed to alternate drawing the next five cards of the deck. In order to get to the to the dungeon, so that we can have the, co- the Cobalt oh,
0: corkeroll oh, draw the dungeon card. Yeah, the Cobalt leader.
3: Yep. yep. So, so I draw the first card, and it was the jester, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So, draw the jester, which got me ten thousand experience. Great things are things started off great. Goes to Paul. Paul draws and gets—I don't remember the name of it. Do you? The, he got the the devil one.
0: Yeah, the fiend, where a devil is now your mortal enemy and will seek your demise and send legions against you.
3: So you know, Derek is is going to be chased by a by a fiend, which is you know probably problematic, but we can deal with it. Comes back rattle, and I draw and and.
0: The scales, right balance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep.
3: Yeah. So So switch
0: your switch your alignment. Good becomes evil. Lawful becomes chaotic. Um, Yeah. Which turned you from neutral good to neutral evil, right?
3: Yeah. Which I was really kind of intrigued by, (laughs) and super like this is kind of cool for the way that my character is, and I can just change some things about him, and this could be a lot of fun and. Interesting. So I was like, okay, this is you know, it's not great. And Tom says there's a way to 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 change it back or something. And so all things are great. Golden goes back to Paul. Does again, and he gets some kind of crazy card where he gets
0: like 50,000
3: experience and a
0: and a magic item.
3: But not just a magic, like a legend, a
0: wondrous, a wondrous item,
3: wondrous item. So he, you know, he's sitting out. One experience away from level 7 when everyone else, except for Rattle, is level 5. Uh, Rattle's level 6. And uh, he, got, he got an amulet, right, that, that does something cool? I don't, I don't remember. Some sort of
2: health amulet or something? hmm
3: Yeah, and then comes back to Rattle. Things are feeling really good. One card left to draw. Go ahead, Ty.
0: <laughs> Rattle draws the Fool. The Fool takes away 10,000 experience points and makes you draw another card immediately. We've now drawn five cards. We know the Donjon oh. is the sixth card. The air goes out of the room. Everybody knows what has happened. <laughs> Rattle says his goodbyes. And it was it was a partial group. We didn't have everybody there. I think you two were sick and, yeah. and weren't there. I was there. Or you were there. Yeah. It was we were Troy missing somebody and somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe Brendan. I don't know. And uh, Rattle says I think his goodbye. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, it was one of those moments where just like the weight of the moment and the way that the cards played, like, and I, I swear so, to this day, like I promise, so, uh, I, there was no manipulation on my part. Like,
1: did you? So, Ty, did you know? That the fool was five or no? I literally or did you was just, just
0: looking through to find the, the donjon. Okay, so I was saying. And said it's the sixth card. card. I didn't look okay. at what, what like, was in there. because right? I,
1: I don't know how. Like if you would have known, I don't know. That would have been that would have been harder on you, I think, than anything.
0: <laughs> I was as shocked as everyone well. when it when it came up the fool and i read the description of the fool cuz i didn't even recall i knew it was like lose experience and then i read it i'm like and draw another card
3: oh, <laughs> and if it was just I, the experience I, it, whatever right yeah yeah, yeah cuz i just gained 10000 right yeah so so let's finish it right so so i'm i'm like barely able to talk and i like super sad that this is happening. I I I really enjoyed playing this character and so I I go up to Rip who's who's become my best friend in the party and whisper something to him and pet my <laughs> pet my pet badger or truffle hunter and just say goodbye and then draw the card cuz I had an hour to do it, right? And then I draw the card and it happens. Um I I won't say everything that I whispered to Rip, but I I one thing that I asked him to do was murder every single cobalt in front of us. <laughs> so he throws like an ice lance or something in, and, and all cobalts are just dying in masses. And and I I whispered Ty at one point and said, "Can you please let Truffle Hunter be involved?" So he lets <laughs> Truffle Hunter go and and land the the killing blow on on. We were calling him Castroll. I don't know what his actual name.
0: <laughs> Corkeroll. <but laughs>
3: yeah, Corcorol. am yeah, the, the leader of the of the Cobalts, and then the party the party did a very noble deed to to get rid of the deck. They talked about destroying it, but then I think maybe Paul or or I forced it to happen in Rattle's memory. Uh, everyone agreed. There were four cards left, and they agreed. You play a game of high-low in honor of rattle to draw the next four cards in the deck and be done with it
0: and akachi got um the stars or whatever the sun so he got to add two to any ability score that could take mm-hmm. him over 20 um did
3: you get over 20 by the way
0: i got 220 220 mm-hmm. yeah okay oh. um then rip i don't remember what tom drew but um, Paul,
3: fifty thousand gold. Yes, oh, the, yeah, the jewels. Right. Yeah,
0: twenty five, two thousand gold worth uh, pieces of jewelry and, and items. The gem, the gem card. Um, then uh, Paul. So Derek drew and he drew the knight, which is you get a level four fighter that shows up next to you and is sworn like loyal to yeah. you. And Bryce and Paul must have been talking about the outcome because then i got messages from both of them i think about bryce wanting to be the fighter that we didn't to talk. The deck.
3: <laughs> i just whispered you and then he, oh. he said it after i had whispered you i just it felt like the right thing the right opportunity to do it so oh.
0: so the the new halfling fighter joins the party uh bumped him to level five so there wasn't that huge discrepancy um and then Brendan, Russ the uh, the warlock, drew the talons, which destroys all magic items that character has. Good news was he wasn't the one with a ton of stuff, he just had the wand of fear that he hadn't used yet. Um, and the deck was was gone.
2: And more importantly, Tito the elf has
0: a friend. Now has a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Tito and Rattle are hanging out in the dungeon to be saved by their their companions. <laughs>
2: fantastic so that's dnd yeah
3: hold on one second though rewind to adepticon which was before this game had happened josh came up to me with a bag and said you'll know when to open this yep and uh i knew the moment was then but i was too sad to open it and uh i'm opening it now live in front of all of the listeners awesome and it's a deck of many things. <laughs> so now I can disappear into the void myself. <laughs>
0: I uh, I said, I don't know if you caught it, Bryce, earlier. I said it should have been a bag of red vines. <laughs> <laughs> I, did. I did, yes. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of fun with D&D. More to come. You guys are in the heart of Omu. It's been some heavy moments. Um, it made me like... There has been a few moments where when I've been running a game where I've, like, felt that that loss, you know, like, because it yeah. was unplanned, it was unexpected. I couldn't pull the punch like it was going to happen, and I had this stick, stick it out. Um, and I was like, oh, boy.
1: It was epic story But epic, 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 but, story but like, epic sto- right. Yeah. I mean, those are the moments, right? right. That's what's cool. Like yeah. That, yeah. yeah. We will all remember this yep. for sure. <laughs> Fun
0: stuff. Who's playing Keyforge? Speaking of non-fun stuff.
1: <laughs> Not me. Oh,
0: I'm sorry, Troy, That must I be. I thought
1: you were, there was a retraction. See yeah, well, episode yeah, twenty. I, I still don't
0: think it's a great game. I think it's better than I originally yeah. rated.
1: Um, it, no, it's it. So we have a work league. So there's actually twelve. I think we have twelve of us. So we actually have like three pools of four. So we're doing that, yeah, just kind of a a pickup lunch thing where people are playing. Matches so it's fun. It gave me a reason to kind of get it out again because I hadn't played in, a, in in a while. But uh, of course, I played Neil from work, Neil from work. Uh, right away, and he just he stopped me. So is Neil from work still listen? Uh, I'm probably everyone's still he's usually behind. So. He Usually tells me when he's like, oh yeah, I'm still catching up. He's usually like an episode or two behind. So he'll listen to this in probably May or something. Okay,
0: so. all right, good deal. We'll sti- we'll still call him yep. out then, Josh. Yep. We'll yeah. we'll let that play.
2: All right, sounds good. <laughs> I'm going to cosplay Neil from work at Gen Con. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. And then I assume some uh, Adepticon board games got... Yeah. So well, we, we, uh, I think we've talked about King Domino. Like we get that to the table quite a bit. So we did play, if you have Queen Domino, you can play uh, like six or seven. You can expand it to, to play six, like six players. Six so five, yeah. I think like, so we were playing with six. Uh, I think technically you could actually probably go to eight. Um, but it gets a little weird. I don't know how how uh, viable it is, but I think you actually have enough tiles to it. So you end up playing, you actually end up throwing out, I think you, um, it's the same thing with uh, as you play dominance, you lay out the tiles, but I think you actually leave two each turn and they get thrown out, so you don't pick them all. And I think that's because the queen domino tiles aren't as useful <laughs> um, because of the way that game is. That They have some dead spots if you think about it. Um so it was fun. It was fun to play with uh, a bunch of people and again super quick game. Um John was kind of funny cuz he didn't listen or read the rules before he started. So <laughs> he basically built a he built a bunch of t- he didn't know what the certain colored tiles were. Mm. Um and then he realized they weren't actually worth any points. So but that's his fault for <laughs> not paying attention not paying attention because yeah. yeah. we, we get like halfway through the game he's like there's no castles on these red ones and we're no. like mm, maybe you should have like not looked my problem the... <laughs> right <laughs> that's the... right <laughs> like all the rest of us have castles that's not yeah. see, yeah.
0: see the back of the book where it tells you the tile counts and... <laughs> yeah
1: so we, yeah he had no way to blame but himself since he was the one who actually read the rules and told us well yeah all the and play. you can't so... roll a six in King Domino so I mean yeah. right. he couldn't save yeah, he himself was, with uh, a good uh, roll <laughs> yeah he was yeah. he was at a I
0: know uh, disadvantage all right so we've been play heavy with our adepticon recap um a little bit later so we'll dive right in the hobby the road to adepticon we've talked about plenty um so it kind of sense adepticon if there's been any hobby progress um i know personally i've started my uh, meltdown project we'll see if it happens i have three months um granted i have a wedding in between uh, <laughs> and no new armies for Bruce City brawl so technically nicole i know you listen this is not a new army for Brew City Brawl. I want to make that very clear. <laughs> I have stuck to our agreement and have not started a new project for Brew City Brawl. This project is for Midwest Meltdown at the end of July. <laughs> uh, as I was invited to the Midwest Hobby Alliance, which you'll hear about more probably from Bryce, uh, and I've started a new project. I also have five adjudicators to add to my Stormcast that I need to complete for Brew City. Not a new army, a new unit for an existing army. Totally
2: acceptable. It's only five models.
0: I had my lawyer prepare that statement uh, before
2: before recording. <laughs> That's good.
0: <laughs> it's part of the prenup.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: any uh, any other hobby uh, going on? Show notes are blank. I know Bryce put you on the spot, but I know you're working on stuff.
3: Yep, I got a hobby. I was very inspired, as you hear at the end of my Depticon, uh stories. I I I'm, I've had these two hobby projects that I wanted to do for what, a year and a half now, and I'm finally getting to the Sylvaneth converted army that is all Daughters of Cain models that are stuck in the Realm of Shadow after Marathia has been tricked by Nagash to go through the Zell por- portal. So all of them are trees converted up with Daughters of Cain models, and I have this whole big plan, which is coming along now and it will be done for what ty had mentioned uh, meltdown i I had this idea when dome is posted about uh club challenges and things like that instead of going all out in the in the filth and the in the list writing aspect of the hobby i wanted to get together a league of extraordinary gentlemen and gentlewomen and uh just do something really cool with the hobby so I I did recruiting at at Adepticon and I had six or five other people commit to doing this craziness with me um, who I will name because I need to keep them honest and motivated one of which is is Ty who has been given permission to do the Deepkin slash Stormcast army or start a new army so I do not want to take any blame for what Ty is currently working (laughs) on (laughs) <laughs> um, the second is andrea schwant who is who was doing some judging with me and i was whispering in her ears the whole time about how cool this is going to be and and we asked brad's permission and he, <laughs> he gave it so i have i have pulled her in um then tom tofer is also uh joining the ranks with uh, with a crazy army that I don't want to say on air because he, maybe he wants it to be a surprise. And then Aaron Schmidt from the Chicago area who has a beautiful daughter's army and, and is an incredible converter of models and sculptor of models things along those lines. And then also Mark Ramchek, who, uh, has 50,000 points of Skaven in his basement that he's wanted to paint and convert for, for many years. So he will be doing that. And, uh, that was fu- that was everyone right? I didn't miss anyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. That yeah. is the the Midwest Hobby Alliance or Team Hobby Forward or Hobby First. I, I don't know what we're registering under, but it's uh, <laughs> it's quite the crew, and I'm I'm excited to to get to meltdown and um, basically just steal everybody's hobby awards and maybe sports awards as as we go.
3: Yeah, and and we also will have a at least six by two display board, possibly mm-hmm. bigger
2: excellent yeah it's gonna be next level we want to see lots of pictures
3: oh yeah no secrets this time no (laughs) this is i can't do that ever again
0: (laughs) uh either you guys building painting
1: uh the 3d printers are working (laughs) i have my little slaves going away um yeah I'm, i'm doing a lot of the mold
2: action so the the mold is in the basement all right, all right.
3: <clears throat> Let's go. Hard. One other, one other oh, thing. Yeah, one other thing. Sorry, I have to do this. Um, there also is a project that's being worked on for Bruce City, which is the uh, charity table for the auction that I run. Um, Heath has been working hard on Adepticon terrain over the last two months, and he wanted to do this crazy thing for for Bruce City, where he does an Adepticon table, but absolutely over the top so all the individual pieces will be included and then some extra ones that are that are done up extra special for for the charity raffle which which a lot of people know is is something that i put on for for uh suicide prevention in the greater milwaukee area so check it out if you're there take part or check out the pictures online and it's gonna be pretty cool
0: yeah and and we're gonna we're going to plug upcoming events, certainly, but that um, is in Milwaukee, uh, May 17th through the 19th, tournaments 18th and 19th. We are all playing in it. We'll all be there. 60 players, other people potentially in the area just coming through, um, going to smash uh, last year's showing and just raise a, a ton. So um, the the BOD will be there, the plan and slaying cast and, and crew, so It'll be a great time uh, to turn out and, and see what Heath and the guys have done, um, and uh, and just see a, a really good amount of hobby um, on the the tables in general. Because there's a lot of tables being made for for Brew City, especially Heath's uh, charity table. All right, now I will jump over to that horrible thing that takes all of Troy's money: Kickstarter. Um, I have two projects that I may or may not back that I think are cool. So The Secret Cabal is a board game podcast that has probably a 100 times the downloads and listeners that we do. Um, but they're, they're huge, and they, um, they're, they're kind of the head honcho there. Jamie uh, has the last couple of years done a Kickstarter that funds all of their YouTube stuff, multiple shows, and lets him be a content creator full time. Uh, he left his job a few years back. So their Kickstarter is going on now through the month of April. They're at their goal, um, but there's some cool tie-ins and promo stuff because they get game companies involved, like um, Isaac Childress provided two Gloomhaven scenarios, um, some coins, some other, you know, just interesting stuff to, to help and, and back a, uh, what I think is is one of the best all-around gaming podcasts uh, out there, The Secret Cabal. Um, another one that is ending very soon on the heels of kind of Dave Taylor's um, book is another book from this guy. I think it's Mel, the, Mel. the terrain tutor, yep. Yep. Um, who does fantastic work and just all these tips and tricks to make really cool terrain right. um, and kind of walk through how to do some of these display board level uh, terrain right. features and the different tools of the of the trade. Um, so that that's very interesting, and I I'm strongly considering that just to add to the. Uh, the bookshelf yeah it's uh, on my
2: list of things to back as well
1: i might have blacked it nice, so, <laughs> nice. <laughs> of
2: course you yeah I've, I've watched so many of mel's <laughs> videos that yeah i, I feel yeah. like i have to right
1: give give yeah. back and he was at adepticon it was cool yeah. to, i yeah. ran into him a couple times so it was cool
0: excellent fulfillment um i know today i just got an update from hunters they're working on getting everything out for the outbreak mm-hmm. undead second edition um, they've already released the PDFs of the the book, the Game Master stuff, but the uh, the hardcover uh, book and the cards okay, and some of the throw-ins are are waiting at the warehouse as they come off the production lines. Um, and uh, related to that, they dropped news that they're working on an altered Carbon role-playing game to be released in 2020. So they got the the licensing for the netflix series from richard k morgan's books that we've talked about before uh for altered carbon Uh, so you get a company that i love how they make rules and design games and an ip that's really cool in a near future so um something to to look forward to next year you get anything showing up in boxes at your door troy
1: uh yeah i was at adepticon uh some giant box showed up my doorstep uh <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't sure if it was i knew it was from uh, monolith and i'm like oh maybe it's the batman game uh but no it's another giant uh miniature tile game because i need more of those that i don't <laughs> play and they just sit on my shelf um so glostrophobia uh 1643 or whatever the heck the collector's edition um uh that monolith had done they had done a kickstarter while and basically they had a couple extra i think they had did like 50 extra ones in their warehouse and they're like and they put them on kickstarter for like two days and I, that was enough to get me to like oh okay i'll just throw <laughs> um but it's really good things mostly from jamie from secret cabal is one who speaks very highly of the game um who made me i'm like all right i'll pull the trigger on it um so i'm interested to kind of break that out and see what we think of that but it's uh like demons, humans, kind of a dungeon crawly, really cool miniatures. But it's supposed to be pretty interesting and fun. So in a giant, I I mean, it's a feel, giant box. Feel something. free to bring it to the wedding. Um yeah. We can set a table
0: up in in the balcony and play some <laughs> board games. I'm sure I'll get a chance to yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I got Troy's RSVP today and yeah. got Josh as well. Yeah. Go, Bryce said. I don't know if I got yours yet, but uh, all yeah, right.
3: Yeah, you sure did.
0: <laughs> um. Any other Kickstarter stuff backing projects on the horizon? Not yet. Not There'll yet. be more
1: next month. Don't oh worry. boy! All right, <laughs> all right. Somebody, somebody, take Troy's uh, Kickstarter account away. I'm try- I'm actually. I feel like I'm under control. Like oh. I haven't been too bad. In, I don't. I don't think I've backed that so, many. So purchasing is kind of my
0: problem generally, um, as I'm poised to make a big mini stamp order here. Um, but uh, I held off on judgment at adepticon i had the starter box in hand they were doing a buy five heroes get a free monster promo i was talking to tom tom's like these models are awesome i really want to paint one i'm like well if you pick two i'll get the other three and then he goes nah i'm not really i don't we'll never play and i was like oh come on i want to buy this i'm not buying it if you won't say you'll play I held off. I didn't go four hundred dollars in the judgment. Instead, I just bought two sets of scale seventy-five fantasy colors paint, and that was it for acquisition disorder at
1: Adepticon. I yeah, I got away too. I mean, the hall was amazing and it was cool. To look at all the stuff. But I actually did not end up spending mostly the Forge World lines were too big. If the, the women shorter, I probably would have dumped a bunch of money in there. But I never like felt I never had enough energy to go wait in line to mm-hmm. to buy a whole bunch of stuff there. So. Yeah, I didn't. I walked. I think I bought uh, Shadow Spear because I had never bought that, so I think I picked that up somewhere because somebody had that sale, and that was about it. That's really about all I bought. And stuff on Grognard's because they on Sunday they were dumping everything in their booth. Did you know it's like their booth was gone? Oh no! Yeah, like and they did. They did the same thing down at um, uh, Dragonfall. Sunday they just like we're not taking anything home, and everything was like 50, 40 percent off, and it was just and it like. And it was like their Duffingham booth was gone. Like there was nothing left everybody bought almost everything. That's awesome.
0: All right. Um, real quick wrap up from the, the plan by and hobby and a few cool things out there that you guys should check out or listen to download watch. Um, we'll kind of do a, a little miniature BOD library. And yeah. Cause
1: I'm very proud of Josh.
2: Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he's killing it. Three or five books read. What book did you just finish? I just finished uh, *Name of the Wind*. Super oh. good. *Name of the Wind*. Uh, yeah, I, it, it kind of there was a slow build. I felt like like I was I was in right, but there was kind of a slow build, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yep, I'm in. Okay, yep. this is great. So, uh, it I, I did not like. There's so many twists and turns. I didn't expect yeah. where it ended up, like at, at all. <laughs> So uh, yeah, so squad goals, we got it three of five. Yep. I've got uh, I don't know what is it. It's beginning of April, so you've got eight months yeah. left in the year. Yeah, two more books, and
0: you got two books to finish.
2: I'm thinking I'll do um, uh, what is the next one called? The wise Man's Fear. The wise Man's Fear. I have that queued up, so I think that might be it. Um, <laughs>
1: that might take you two months to listen. Yeah, to. Yeah, that it's, one. It's that like one's 32 hours, thirty-four hours. Quite a bit hours, longer.
2: So. Yeah, so that uh, yeah, but i I've been told from from Ty that uh doing it shortly after name of the wind is probably the right right way to do it so.
0: having having read them separately, like when they released, um five, six years apart, whatever it was, and then listening to them again and like back to back, there's so many threads and things that carry through that get picked up later mm-hmm. that. I think the first time I kind of missed and sure. The, the second time listening to them, reading them closer together was a, a better experience because of how deep his world is that he, he is he's woven. Yeah. But yeah, so awesome. Josh is reading.
2: I'm reading.
3: Good job, Josh. Yeah.
2: Thanks,
0: <laughs> Um I'm doing some reading. So I'm revisiting a author that I read a while back, SM Sterling. Mm-hmm. He writes books uh set after all, technology stops working, and now it's to the point in the series where it's like second generation of people in the changed world. It's called the Change. Um, so it's it's a couple years old now. The one I'm on, The Prince of Outcasts, um, and, and almost done with that. Uh, and then I'm going to dive into Sam Sykes, a fantasy author I really enjoy. Just released a new book today uh, called um, Seven seven blades in something seven blades in silence or um now i'm blanking on the name but sam sykes new book out today which is kind of a uh, a female mage who's seeking vengeance so it has that kill bill end Mm -hmm. in a fantasy world going after these 37 wizards that wronged her um and she has like a gun and like uses magic so it'll be an interesting uh read um and then finally downloaded an audible original free content uh because there's a, a, a writer, a, a playwright, Sam Shepard, um, that I've always thought it, he wrote kind of what I think of as Americana, like um, plays. One True West, which is about a screenwriter brother and a, a kind of a deadbeat drifter brother um, that paths cross again at their mother's property as one's writing and the other is drifting, you know, up to no good. Uh, and it's voiced by Kit Harrington. Okay, Johnny yep. Flynn uh, so um, really cool it's an hour
1: and a half long you know, is that one so of the like, man, three free show. you can get one of the yeah, free mo- this is that months? this month okay because I haven't done April yet so it's uh, true west um, so yeah those are, there's some good, there's some gems in there there's some rough ones in there but there's some real gems in, in those things and they're free yeah, yeah. Like, if you're an audible member so mm-hmm. um, so a few other little be- two real cool interviews with some, two of my favorite authors that happen to come out um like i listened to one of them on the way back from adepticon on the way back so uh neil gaiman was on tim Ferriss. it was kind of tim ferris basically called it here's the it was the interview he's been waiting 20 years to do um and again i can listen to gaiman whatever he could read the telephone book and okay. but uh i thought it was a really good again very heavy on and basically it was neil he's pushing good omens the TV series, which is based on the wonderful book that he did with Terry Pratchett, Ray Pratchett, um, and so a lot of the interview is really Neil there, reflecting on. There's Terry some Pratchett. touching moments oh, where he's right. talking about how Terry and
0: him, their relationship, yep. and how they were so different in their approach and their thoughts. I, I've been meaning that we'll we'll yep. have an yep. offline conversation because yep. that was one of the best Tim Ferris interviews yep. and one of the best discussions when I've heard Gaiman because he doesn't do a lot of. Um, appearances he'll yep. give talks or yep. the occasional lecture but not not in an interview yeah.
1: format yeah so really good and so and highly recommend i think good omens comes out this month or next month or something like um, pretty soon uh, the tv series looks awesome like it looks like they really and i think because gaiman was very um basically ran did the showrunner for the series so it, all the highlights look really like they're spot on um and it's gonna be really exciting um, the two, I said Dave Tennant and I can't think of who the other, the two stars. Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen, who are the, the angel and the devil. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, really good. So I re- recommend that. And then um, one of my other favorite authors is Dan Abnett's actually on one of the recent box casts, uh, the Warhammer thing. And so he, again, an hour of him talking about a lot of it around some of the heresy stuff as it's coming to an end. Um, but even goes back and talks about Gaunt's Ghost and a lot of the original stuff. So, again, another guy that I can hear talk about um, all that stuff for, for a long time. So, recommend those. They're not books, but they're authors talking about books. So Yeah, no,
0: no, absolutely. Some great interviews there. Um, I'm going to plug another show real quick. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing it. Um, cause it's,
3: it's, <laughs> oh no! Is it
0: really a plug? I want to know. Is it really a plug? Uh, it's an assault on okay. <laughs> my on my character and my um, my ears. But Rage of Sigmar, Jacob Berry, Joe Pagano, a boisterous coming at you podcast um, that actually you know there's some decent moments. But uh, Joe and Jacob, um, Jacob and I are facing each other at at. Uh, Bruce City Brawl. I challenged him in a very cordial, gentlemanly fashion. Um, I, I evidently, to to his dismay, did not yell at him in all caps. I did not, um, you know, curse him out and challenge his manhood. And I, I challenged him in a in a very weak and inappropriate way, per per Jacob Barry. Um, so for months, he's talked about waiting for the response that he was going to show me what a challenge was. Well, episode eight, their Adepticon recap at the show close. Jacob, um, he, uh, he, he wrapped his challenge uh, to me. Um, you know, it was something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, uh, I, I don't know um, if his intent was to, to anger me or to give me something to laugh at or uh, all, all in good fun. We'll find out, but he, uh, he, um, he challenges my ability to drink. He challenges my ability to make charge rolls. Um, my, um, you know, many things about me mm-hmm. are, are um, brought to question. So I'm not a rapper. Um, I'm not really a writer or a poet, but uh, I'm going, I'm going to say it now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink Jacob under the table. I'm gonna kill every one of his models and table him in this game. And I'm gonna take pictures and post all over the internet after. But I'm gonna let my my play as my true Stormcast defeat his chaos influenced Zinchcast in our Stormbro fight. But I'm gonna destroy I'm gonna wreck his face. I'm gonna destroy him. I'm gonna get him so drunk he doesn't even know that I'm actually like Beating him at Warhammer because I'll have beat him in the pregame drinking at eight thirty in the morning that
2: Saturday. <laughs> the best part about the rap was right at the end where Joe goes, "Are you sure you want me to put this on the podcast?" <laughs> 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 that was fantastic. Well done, well done, gentlemen.
3: I I told Ty this afternoon that that I think that he should do a response, but as a music video, and then he's <laughs> like, "Oh, I don't really, I need help with the rapping," and I said, "No." like a Sierra music video to show him that he's not ready for what you can bring to the table. <laughs> so I think all the listeners out there should, should uh, start a, start a, a movement to get tied to respond to this, to this rap with the music video
2: at fat kid sports <laughs> <laughs> on the Twitters.
0: Yeah. So that, that brings us uh, to the, um, the Adepticon segment of the show. So we're going to have Bryce stay on. It's going to sound like we introduce him again, and uh, Will, if you're listening to this, be ready for the Adepticon intro, because shit shit gets real in a hurry. So Jacob Barry thinks he knows how to call people out. Just wait for our Adepticon recap. All right, here we go. The big Adepticon recap, review, summary, shout-out, call-out, fun-time analysis, Adepticon. We've survived, some of us cleaner than others, Mm -hmm. but uh, we're we're back. We've got Bryce with us uh, to talk about his experiences. Hello, Bryce.
3: Hi, Ty, but more importantly, I want to say, hi, Will, three times, come at me.
0: Oh. will conway the call out
3: three-time guest wow he had a lot to say at that's con so i just needed to make sure that was the first thing i mentioned oh man
0: <laughs> sick all right we've got a, a battle here a battle between the uh the fourth fourth chair greats <laughs> All right, now that that business is done, we'll we'll talk about our fun. It's it's all fun from here on. No more business. Um, how about we kick it off, Troy, with uh, your VIP space Hulk game? VIP. Well, I mean, I didn't get invited to play or help, so it had to be a VIP game. It's hard to get it, into.
1: It is hard to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a couple slots. You guys could have slipped in. We had we had slots all weekend um so space hulk you want me to talk about space hulk so we did so thursday um which is like the second day of the con now because it feels like wednesday is really the start of the con right um uh thursday we set up in the evening for our all day friday stuff um and while we're doing that i put together um i'm like well we might as well run a game and so i had reached out to uh, a few people um Mostly from the independent characters that had played with us in the past and just said, Hey, you guys interested in if we throw together a game on Thursday night, you want to play? Um, so a bunch of those guys, I think we had five of them, uh, showed up. Um, I don't know if you'd so bunch, a lot of them, a couple of them already have been on the independent characters and you've heard their names. Carl and Adon weren't, I don't think Adon actually made it out there this year, and Carl was running around playing some other game. Uh, Thursday. But well, we, had, we had fun. So it was good to kind of get warmed up and kind of get things set up. Uh, it takes, it's a craziness. I have to thank my uh, brothers and everybody else that helped and nephews and nieces that helped me get everything <laughs> set up because it is kind of a uh, a massive thing. But we got it going. Uh, I think they had a blast. Um, I saw them later in the con and they were all, they were super appreciative of that. And they even they shot me some emails to, um, to that. So um yeah, it was it was great. And then we turned around and ran three on Friday, um, kind of back to back. Um, so that's kind of all ends up being a big blur. Um, but we had a, a bunch of good groups uh, run to there. It It's kind of like each group has a different, like, I think the middle group of the day had a little more, a lot of energy and there was some pretty good excitement. And the, the best quote was, I can't remember which, again, you don't remember which one was, but it was kind of like that towards the end, like three quarters through, they're almost towards the end. And the guy just goes, "I'm terrified," and I'm like, "All right, that's great." <laughs> he was like an excited way, but he's like, he was just like, "I'm terrified of you know what, what was behind the blips or anything else like that." So I'm like, "All right, that, we've accomplished our mission. That's the good, thing, right?" So.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um, so four games. How many did the Marines win?
1: They they win them all.
3: Win them all because we've gone so Because we jam. Because we, we, right.
1: we GM it now, basically. So yeah. It's just really how um, how quickly they get it. Do they get it done in time? Because um, basically they would run out. And basically, if they lose, it probably would be if they run out of time. They because we do have the set number of um, turns and like how well they do it. Like sometimes some guys get some squads get wiped out. Other times, one or two people get in um it's usually it still ends up being this dramatic i think one time it was the uh deathwing captain who just had this dramatic charge as he comes through um to to make it blast into the final room and kill the patriarch and and take down the final thing so there's always a good like dramatic ending but uh, i think in every one of them they were able to kind of get it usually in the within a turn or two of the end of where we're there and i think the
0: best part was seeing troy do a dark angel captain sword chop there as he <laughs> described that charge <laughs> yeah. uh, i know the listeners missed that but that was the highlight of my right. adapticon right
1: now <laughs> i isn't it fun well it, it it's the power of miniature games. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. In my mind, I have this whole narrative. I see it as he came crashing through there with his little. Uh, no, I think it's
0: great. We need more of that, mm-hmm, for sure. We need more sword chops yeah. and hammer smashes like Bryce on the Warhammer community page. Mm-hmm. Mm,
3: that's or actually a really good f- picture. I'm proud f- of myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're uh, you're swinging the axe and. Domus is posing in some way.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> I don't really... I'm not sure what what Domus's, uh supermodel career is like, but uh, after that picture, I want to hire him for a shoot. <laughs> so... Fantastic! All right. And then, uh, so running as far as running games, um, Josh, you also ran a few games. Yeah. With, with Troy.
2: Yeah. With m- much help from Troy. I, I was a little burnt out from eight <laughs> age of Sigmar games before, uh, the previous two days. So, um, it was great to have your help. Thank you, well, Troy.
1: Likewise. Cause I was burnt out from four, uh, space hill <laughs> games over the first day. That's why it's like. It, it's a lot compared to everything else we do. it, I feel like people have a ton of fun, but yeah. for us, it's actually the amount of energy and effort put in that we have to do when we run it is right. very low. Like yeah. It's,
2: yeah, it's definitely, yeah. Um, you know, we can kind of get it going and, you know, we, we GM it, we move right. the zombies around and, and stuff. But, yeah, it's a lot less uh, intensive than the rest of the, the weekend. But, uh, yeah, we, I think we had two great groups, um, had a lot of fun. Um, friend of the show, Jeremy, actually got mm-hmm. in uh, the second game. Uh, which was great. Um and
1: I gotta call out Yeah um Ben the Crazy Wizard. Yeah. Um and I can't remember who so he was from uh the UK somewhere. Yeah. And I think he was in I think he was in the Geek Nation tour. I think because I ran into Terrace okay. later and who said, Oh I one of our guys and I kind of put it together. I think that um but he was he was a little gung-ho. And, yeah. uh, we had to kind of restrain him a little bit around. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to shoot spells in into, the into groups. <laughs> in the groups, yeah. And there was one point where they were like, he goes, oh, I do, and I throw the fire when he rolls the three dice, which would have basically wiped out the dwarf or something else. And we're like... Let's pretend that, <laughs> just that just for a second, just for a second, that, that <laughs> there was this crazy wizard that went in, and uh, so we rerolled that once, uh, that, but
2: yeah, you, it was like one of the very first couple turns, yeah. so yeah, we were like, okay, let's let's talk this through here, <laughs> and then he was like, oh, oh I, I probably shouldn't have done that, yeah, so it but, but yeah, it was fun, yeah, we I think everybody had a blast, and um, yeah, I don't know, I, I had a good time yeah. running it, so
0: excellent um i didn't run any games so i'll i'll kind of kick off the festivities of the adepticon proper and, and events we may have participated in and that was wednesday night the games workshop studio preview so went and uh got my badge got through the the registration line pretty quick because one of the guys from indy mike had staked out a really good spot up front so we got through in a hurry um we don't really have swag bag on here but the the loot haul was pretty incredible. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Got a free copy of the Stark vs. Lannister Song of Ice and Fire uh, starter. So that's like an $80 um, set.
1: It's like a $150 set.
0: A $130 <clears throat> set? So, yeah. yeah. Like- a Guild Ball faction, okay. which is another like $70, mm-hmm. and then a bunch of other little stuff. But um, well ahead of the, the value that <laughs> you, you pay, unlike some years. I know I've knocked it in the past. This year was actually like a, a really good year for the, uh, the swag bag. Um, and then I went and headed into the AOS room, uh, or, you know, the, the hall where they were going to do, they had the community team set up all weekend and the streaming table, um, and they were doing their studio preview and I had walked in, uh, and I bumped in the Tyler Emerson, uh, from, um, his podcast, uh, Scrooby and Wells, um, and his friend Scott from Oklahoma sat with the two of them and, uh, Bryce, I know you were in the room for that.
3: I was in the room. I got a front and center seat because my my good friend Domus snuck in early and demanded that I sit next to him.
0: So you got to to basically hold Pete Foley's hand as he was uh, pacing around the front of the room.
3: That's very true.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> um, and they showed uh, a lot of cool stuff. I'm sure by now everyone's seen the videos, so I, I won't go through like everything. But what blew me away was the Slanesh stuff. I'm not a Slanesh fan, <laughs> but they had teased a video about four hours prior to the, the preview, and then showed all these new models. and the The book had a Knights of Slanesh coming soon, um, a new Keeper secret. So the, the Greater Demons now have all received a new kit when that when that launches, which is really cool. Uh, Bryce, what was what was the highlight for you of the um, the studio preview?
3: I think that th- this is going to be weird because I think y- you all know I don't know anything about 40K, but this will go somewhere. The um, What's the big game called in 40K?
1: Apocalypse.
3: Yeah, so that got me really excited because they talked about how there's three ways to play, and then they went on and talked about how there's only two right now for AOS, but that leads me to believe that soon, in- and hopefully in the near future, we'll have a third way to play AOS, which will be a huge scale game, which will be great for all these closets full of things behind me, and they can play with them all
1: <laughs> well, that was kind of the other I think the thing that uh, you got big uh kind of reaction from the crowd was where they talked about war cry mm-hmm. and then it was I thought it was interesting like they introduced the war cry and there's those really cool chaos models and it was really kind of lukewarm, like everybody's like, Oh, those are really cool, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do with those, and then they're like. And there'll be rules for all the factions to play, and the room kind of erupted because yeah. I think that's what everybody was kind of waiting for. Yeah,
0: that um. definitely. When that rule set comes out this summer, I'm I'm very mm-hmm. interested. Um, trying to temper my expectations, but um, if it's if it's anything like Kill Team, I think it's yeah. going to be wonderful yeah. for the hobby. Right. So. It, it,
1: everything seems like it's going to be kill teamish for AOS, right? Wow. Um, and it seems like right. That's similar. Guys who wrote the rules and stuff like that. So yeah. So it'll. It'll be cool. And then um,
0: after the studio preview wrapped up, the the drinking began. I mean, it started before that, but I (laughs) I I think a a day of Adepticon didn't go by where I didn't become slightly inebriated um, or more. Uh, But I was sober for my painting class with Duncan on Saturday afternoon where I learned how to paint flesh, you know, the GW standard method. Mm -hmm. So I didn't learn a ton of like painting technique or or stuff but being in the room with him was really cool um getting some one-on-one time you know uh talking about conversion showing him what you know some of the stuff i'd done and him talking about what he's working on it was it was cool to get him outside of just watching him on youtube uh Mm -hmm. so i was you know as a, a fan of what he does and what that that team does um him and Chris PG mm-hmm. and now Nick Baden and their videos, you know, it's, it's really cool to interact with uh, some of those guys uh, on a personal one-to-one level.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've talked in the past that it's amazing what Duncan does, like the three or whatever, three or four days that he's teaching classes there just nonstop. And, um, and when he's in the class where he's, you know, always kind of on right, sharing and talking and um, yeah, just a great, a yeah, great guy and we were always like um, yeah. we were trying to say like he needs help like he needs to have like a some kind of peon or somebody who a little helper like yeah, little, gopher for a team right because yeah. he, he's kind of always running around and putting his own stuff together it seems like he does have some help and handlers but it seems like he still could have another you know one or two people in the room with him to help him do all the stuff he needs to do but uh, yeah definitely a hard-working guy
0: then uh, another thing I did on Saturday, which was fun, was played uh, in the Ethereum role-playing game. Uh, Paul, um, our friend and fellow D&D player and the uh, GM of my uh, mage game that I always talk about, he, um, he did a lot of the development and design on the Ethereum role-playing game, which now we can kind of start talking about a little bit since it's coming in Origins um, as the, release, the street release date. So I I think what we'll do is line up an episode to actually talk to maybe him and Aaron, uh, get the two of them um, to talk about the game and advance the release. So I won't dive into it here, but my brother and I sat down with Paul and two other guys and did, you know, a convention scenario. Um, So we were, you know, as we've been playtesting and are familiar with the game. uh, And then two people that had never seen it before um, was the mix in the room. So that was fun. It was cool to see the book in print. You know, flip it open, see some of the pages I've looked at, and you know, provide feedback on uh, actually in like a color design yep. document uh, form. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, any any other events or things you
1: guys played in or did that weren't the
0: the big AOS stuff?
1: Um, I did do a I don't want to call it. I did an art class. Um, I wouldn't call it a painting class because we didn't actually paint. Um, it it was, and I don't have her name. Uh, a woman who's uh a, a, one of the painters for reaper i think she does a lot of the stuff for reaper and sent for years um it was interesting because it was really about whatever it was 90 minute it, i would call it more lecture style um and it was a lot of stuff you could actually take away and that was not doesn't have a lot to do with painting but a lot with um with just like how you interact with thing one of them was like how do you take feedback how do you um, how do you also, like, how do you critique? It'd be interesting, Bryce, from your perspective, because she talked about, you know, you um, you know, as you, when you get critiques on your painting and, and how do you take that feedback? And then also people who give critiques, how do they give critiques in a constructive manner and so that people take them? So it's real interesting. I mean, the idea was, I think, how do you take your painting to the next level, I think was the title of the class. And it was just, uh, you know, tips and stuff that she did over there. It was interesting a little bit around Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar, like, like imposter syndrome, where it's like, you know, if people who are really good at it tend to also think they're not as good as they are. Right. Mm And then kind of that, um, it was interesting. She talked about, you know, how she thinks everything she does sucks. And even though she's a a pro whatever. Um, and then even then she talked about how she compared like her and Jen Haley, like painted the same miniature. And that was really, it was a case where then she could kind of compare and like okay how did jen do the cloth on this and how did she do that um so it was interesting i mean there was a lot of little things to take away it wasn't like techniques or like that but just kind of things to think about and um she gave a nice and also a handout i think it's like a a five or six page handout that had all a lot of of notes on, on that kind of stuff and then a lot of stuff little things on light and shadow and um and where to kind of go for that next level of, and what's interesting is, she, you know, she was a miniature, you know, she grew up or kind of learned in the miniatures thing, and now she's taking kind of real art, which is kind of real art classes. And so it's interesting how things that she learned from miniature, how that, how she's kind of relearning them from like traditional art classes, uh, stuff like that, which is interesting when you heard, like, when we talked to Elena, who kind of came, who's, you know, had the you know, foundational art stuff and has gone on the digital side, but things like that so so it was interesting i mean um i I don't know what i expected going in but it uh, was definitely um um, something i'll definitely take some stuff away and it was good to i don't even know what it was i mean it was probably 15 bucks or whatever it was to do it so it wasn't super expensive but um interesting i it was it was i probably wasn't quite what i was expecting but uh, an interesting take just like and there's so many different of those hobby classes and stuff there so
0: very cool um, Bryce or Josh? Did either of you get into anything that wasn't like one of the tournaments?
2: No, that I was, did not. Yeah, that was all okay. I did.
0: Just want to make sure I didn't didn't miss anyone. Um,
3: yeah, I tried to get in. I always try to get in certain paint classes, and I'm always slow, so I never get in them.
0: So. <laughs> someday, someday <laughs> you'll get there. You'll be airbrushing huge imperial knights with Vince Ventrella. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's teaching a monster class now, which is what I was I was really hoping for and I just saw one go up for the UK and and I asked and he said there will be some in the states, So that is something I'd be very interested in. The 40k classes don't, you know, really interest me, although it would be you can still learn and it whether it's something you want to paint or not, but a monster class would be would be awesome.
0: And then uh so Thursday night after Several of us had exhausted ourselves playing five hour and 20 minute games of Sigmar. <laughs> Dr. Gabe had the kill team event. Uh, attendance was a little lower than what I think we anticipated, but um, I did get to play a game. Dr. Gabe taught me kill team. I used, Brendan had brought a bunch of Cabalite Warriors from his old Dark Eldar for me to borrow. So I borrowed those and played against Gabe's Eldar. So it was like Dark mm-hmm. Eldar versus Eldar. Um, I think he let me win. I won by like one point. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how that worked out. Uh, he probably got the memo yeah. that's posted. I think that's a pinned message in the Bod Discord. If you want Ty to like a game, you let him win the first time he plays it. See, he forge episode.
1: Josh and I had the same.
0: <laughs> um, but he had made a really cool board. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. of really cool mm-hmm. boards and terrain with a crash drop pod and some wreckage and. Um, where you kill space wolves, uh, so that's always fun to kill space wolves. But yeah, uh, did either of you get a game in in
2: the kill team event? I got one in. Uh, Marlon and I played one game, and I I was my brain was mush by the end um, of of that day. So we got we got most of a game in, and I was like, okay, I'm
1: I'm calling it. You you win. <laughs> <laughs> I did not because I misscheduled my space Hulk setup. Um, Mostly because I, I I had more time to do it and I, I couldn't read a map, so I couldn't <laughs> find a table. So I basically waited for an hour to set up when I didn't have to because my goal was I'd be set up and I'd have some time to jump over there and, and get in, and that never happened. But, but they were only playing, a, a, you guys were a whole table away from where we were doing Space Hulk. So yeah, Troy cool never came over it. to say hi. I did come over and say hi. And he had and a
0: velvet it. rope blocking off his <laughs> VIP game with the uh, independent <laughs> characters, guys. <laughs>
1: Um, There's zero Zero (laughs) truth in any of those statements
0: I did a lot of false narratives Over the Adepticon weekend uh, Creating stories and drama And planting seeds Of discord and dissent It was fun It was a lot of fun Um, I think I I made a motion to vote somebody off of the BOD roster uh, At one point That was shot down Um, But yeah yeah, uh, that was a good good was weekend. It was it me? You are the least favorite member. I am the program. least favorite. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's it for non-sanctioned events, <laughs> not sanctioned, you know, non
1: AOS mm-hmm. tournament mm-hmm. style events. Um, Can I just, or maybe we'll close or no, open with that? Go right ahead. So I'm gonna. Here's my tip. I lucked out. It was one of my. Is we actually went down? I went down early. I went down Tuesday. And somehow I swung, um, I swung a suite. I had a king suite for the whole weekend, which was wow, very nice. And because uh, it ended up being the Weiss suite, because my like my brother was down. Well, both my brothers, my sister, we were, it was the whole like Weiss clan was down there. Plus my um, my niece and nephew were down there too. So it was kind of cool because we could all hang out in the suite and we played a lot of a couple board games and things like that. And they, so maybe that I'm just might have to like make it a week of adepticon just go down and go down on tuesday i was very relaxed actually it was the best because we were like the kind of the run-up to, and we were all in like that hobby like whatever what you want to call it rush rush or whatever to get to in there and it was nice to go down so i had to like i had to finish early and i had a very nice like i had the the, like tuesday was the first night i had more than eight hours of sleep in like a month (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so I was very relaxed. I think that was uh, made Adepticon very good. Hung around in the pool. Did you guys go to the pool? No. No. You okay. no. went to the
3: pool enough times for all of us, to, though, I think. so.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying, you guys are missing out. There's a whole hidden side to Adepticon. I, I go to Adepticon to see people to drink and to play.
3: You can see people in things. the pool. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> so one, one thing before we get into the Vanguard event, though, I mean... You went down a little early, but Adepticon to me has become such an amazing social event. Seeing you know, I know we're going to talk a little bit later about some thank yous and stuff, but you you just see all the guys. I got to meet Joe Pagano from Rage of Sigma in person after you know hitting like Twitter for a while, and Jacob Barry and Anthony Polcastro Castro and uh, Stu David Gr- like all these national yeah, so- guys, all these people from all over to see him in one place. And you spend I spent the majority of my time between rounds or before and after the the tournaments would kick off just. Drinking beers and, and hanging out with people, sitting in the lobby drinking, going out to dinner, like the steak yeah. dinner, mm-hmm. where we, we found Bryce's calling the list doctor. <laughs> um, you know, Indian food with Anvil 8 on Saturday, like, just a number of awesome experiences and, and fun times that don't get encapsulated in events yeah. in the tournament, but it's become a spectacle, the mecca right. of, you know, Warhammer right. in in uh, in the country, really, all the world at this point. All right, Josh, I'm going to turn it over to you first. Thursday morning. Yeah. You registered and uh, brought 1,000 points. I did. For the Age of Sigmar Vanguard tournament. Now, a few of us were playing in it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've done double stuff before. Was this your first, like, other than like a small store event singles tournament?
2: Yeah, besides the, the BryceCon 18. Uh, yeah. I think this was my yeah I think this was my first like solo event besides bracecon um, but yeah I, I i had a blast um I don't know should I run through run through the games yeah run how about we
0: each' run through who we played, what they were playing, and you know one or two sentences about it, and then uh after we get through the vanguard and talk about that, we'll dive right <laughs> in the doubles
2: cool, um yeah, so my first game, um I played Tanya and her gristle gore um filth (laughs) so she played a uh ghoul king on terror geist and then two terror geists battle line uh and it was kind of intimidating i I was like all right so i had my zinch um and i kind of had it set up thinking that there was going to be more horde lists so i I thought there was going to be larger units things coming at me um and yeah, for her, that, that was not the case at all. Um, it, it did kind of hinge on a turn or two. Uh, I had a chance to knock out the ghoul king. Um, and if I would have done that, that was the only thing that was gonna, uh, get points on, on the objective. So, uh, if I would have knocked that out early, um, then she's not gaining points and then I hop on an objective and, and win. But, uh, I was I had her down to one wound left on the Ghoul King and couldn't get that final wound. <laughs> and then yeah, she healed up over a couple turns. And yeah, it was all over with the crying after that. So, uh, but yeah, no great game. She's super fun to play with. Um, and yeah, had a had a had a blast. Uh, I played Matthew Barber next, um, and he had Seraphon. Um, he did have a uh, two well, one block of. Um, ten Saurus guard, and then a block of forty Saurus warriors, and I was able to use the Gaunt Summoner to blow up. I think twenty three, and then I think another six or seven ran off. Uh, battle Shock after that, so that that unit got decimated, and that was kind of one of the lynchpins of his of his army. So I was able to kind of whittle him down after that there was still a chance i mean he still had some stuff but um that kind of took him out of contention so that i actually got to use the one you know the one trick that i was hoping to hoping to use that tournament so uh, but fun game and uh great great dude to play with so you're sitting at one and one after that one and one after that and then i walk up to jacob burleson who uh is what Reverend Dangles on, on the Twitters. Um he brought Nagash and two units of direwolves <laughs> and I was like, Oh, uh so this'll this'll be awesome. Um and yeah, he he, he blew some stuff up and it was it was pretty rough. And Nagash is is I couldn't cast anything, basically. Nagash is you know unbinding every every spell i cast so um his dire wolves got set up where they needed to be and he kind of yeah he, he just ran the table so it was good a uh, super nice guy had a fun game uh and he had a really cool nagash that was on like a Balewind in the middle um so it pretty pretty cool model pretty cool conversion so yeah jacob does
0: some good work he um he lives down in I think Huntsville, Alabama, but he's mm-hmm. part of that originally that Nashville crew. Yeah, um, and uh, f- follow him on Twitter for sure because he d- he does some pretty cool stuff with his uh, Sylvaneth and and now his Death stuff, Night Hunt. He's uh, he's fun to see what he's up up to in the hobby hobby end of things.
2: Yeah, and then fourth game. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, one and two at this point. Uh, go up against some guy named Tom. Um, I don't know. <laughs> he said he was from Milwaukee. I'm not sure um but yeah i know tom tom teffer uh brought his slanesh filth uh and yeah he he pretty battle tome
0: slanesh yeah Mm. right they're gonna be nasty when they get a book here
2: he he ran straight at me and and i mean he just went crazy and uh yeah he i didn't have any answer for how fast he was so
1: so that's Ty's brother Tom, just Ty, for yeah, people fo- sorry, following yeah. along at home. Ty's who brother Tom, you know, yeah. Maybe aren't familiar
0: with. <laughs> and <laughs> funny story, we'll we'll hold until we've all been through. But funny story about Tom and his Vanguard tournament.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, and then John Shaw uh, in my fifth game, I uh, played against his Night haunt. Um It was a little back and forth, um, and he had a couple. He had a he got a double turn towards the end, and that kind of sealed it for him. If I would have got the turn. I likely would have, you know, it was it was that okay. swing, you know. So uh yeah, I ended up 1 and 4. Uh had a blast though. I most of the games I felt like I had a chance except for uh Jacob, I I didn't have a chance. <laughs> um but yeah, all, all the other games, Oh, then Tom's, playing Tom, he was just so fast. I I didn't really have a chance against Tom either, but uh the other three I I there was po- points where it would have swung either way. But yeah, had had a blast. It was it was a good time. Sweet. So
0: Bryce, you wanna go or should I go?
3: I'll I'll go last. We'll go in order of uh placement. How about that?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. So I had a, I had a rough Vanguard tournament. Um I brought a thousand points of Stormcast. I, I should have brought some of my death. Um but I you know, Stormcast looked cool, it was fun to have sharks mm-hmm. on the table. And have people stopping by constantly saying oh that looks awesome cool yeah um but i just it it didn't feel like i was i I didn't bring the right tools to to have a like a a good strong showing um but my first game i'll end up against a guy his name was wes he was from portland oregon it was his first Adepticon, so we spent some time talking about you know, any other tournaments or how long you've been in the hobby and he's relatively new. He'd been, he started painting miniatures as kind of a stress relief for, you know, a relatively stressful job. Um, and then after he painted for a while, he started to want to learn how to play and he, you know, his local scene isn't that great. So he figured he'd come to Adepticon and get in some, some games. Um, so he had night haunt. We had a really fun game. We were on one of the new uh, deepkin tables, which with my deepkin stormcast <laughs> was kind of cool to to be on a, a water table. Um, had a pretty good game i i, I beat him um, nearly maxed out on on points in round one, but it was it was a, a fun game and, and Wes was a great guy um Round 2, I played Tanya. So uh, Tanya and I had played at Midwest Meltdown last year and had a really good death-first uh, flesh eater. She's been playing flesh eaters for a while. And um, the new book and kind of some of the big monsters, um, you know, it's it. she's definitely having fun with it. And it was a close game, but ultimately got Gristle Gore'd again. So I'm now 0-2 against uh, the Gristle Gore um, monsters between Holy Wars and Adepticon. They're tough. Yeah, I just, I don't, yeah. I needed you need shooting you need range yeah. and I killed one Terrorgeist and almost had the Ghoul King dead but I just couldn't couldn't do it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so just like you, I was one and one after my first two games and then I went and I played Patrick uh, Brindalson. Patrick's a uh, guy from the Twin Cities. He owns a game store up there, Source uh, Games and Comics. Um, really great guy. Have um, gotten to know him over the last few events. He was running a Bone Splitters list that had a hundred and 40 wounds i think in it at a thousand points wow and it was um round three i think was the three objectives on each side and he just lined up his orcs and like moved them forward and (laughs) ate through my stuff (laughs) you know it was turn two and i'm like um i'm not gonna be able to score anything because you have more bodies than me on every one of the six objectives now so Good game let's get some drinks and then we just kicked it at the table for like 40 minutes and and hung out um and then i played uh greg kirking uh he's a he's from lacrosse um had met him at holy wars this year greg was the uh best sport at holy wars and um just he's one of those real loud boisterous beer drinking Wisconsin guys so we you know we're basically yeah. the same person
3: um, <laughs> i think we had
0: three or four beers during our game uh, in an hour and 20 minutes it was pretty crazy he had daughters of cane um mind raiser went off against me it uh, didn't end well for my sequitors that were in his front lines Then he started to slowly take me off the table um I had a heralder that, uh, was in a tower that his canary assaulted. So we were like hanging canary off the walls and took some pictures really fun. And then Greg and I filled out our score sheets and he said every time he, uh, he requires his opponent to hold link arms and skip to the judge's table with the scores. So we skipped, uh, two grown men skipping up to hand in our score sheets. Um, so I was one and three and I'm like, great, I'm going to go one and four and, uh, and be embarrassed but ended up playing um hey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, Yeah, I was I was anticipating, I was hoping for a three and two finish, so that was out. Um but I ended up playing uh Victoria. I, I didn't catch her last name, but she was from Alberta. Uh, her and her boyfriend had come to AdeptCon. It was their first time. She was playing uh Idenith Deepkin. Mm. So <clears throat> an army I'm very familiar with and um you know, I, I took some time to make sure like, Hey, you know, if you did that, you'd be more successful or yeah, your are guard can do more to wounds, you know, you know, during the combat, um, roll these dice or are you sure? I think you get the buff from your King if you go there. So it was, it was kind of one of those where like, um, I don't want to say like I taught her how to play. Certainly I didn't, but it was, you know, I took the time just to make sure that, um, I didn't,
2: taught her how to play better
0: yeah cheater of an experience or not tell her something for to my advantage like um but uh we had a good game like when
1: bryce plays me yeah when bryce (laughs) plays you
0: and and, uh shows shows you how everything works or are you saying he takes
1: advantage of you no he doesn't no that's like my only like he could he could take advantage of you. I, he did, I but that. I actually I beat him. But that's he beat himself basically. He coached my me to beat him. So that was yeah. um, and our game
0: was over in three three turns. So had a little bit of time, and I finished two and three. Um, but had had a lot of fun. Some really good games. Some people I knew. Some new people, which is always kind of what I look for in a tournament. Um, so yeah, didn't get to line up across from Josh or Bryce or or my brother during the the uh, vanguard. But um, had had a good time. All right, Bryce. So you went five and zero.
3: Nope, I was four and one. Um, <sighs> Loser. Yeah, I, I finished in twelfth, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I played. I played a gentleman named Lucan in the first game, who I'd never met before. He was playing L'Ariel and a, a bunch of dryads. And he summoned another bunch of Dryads and some Hunters. So he played, like, 1,600 points worth of stuff against my, you know, 1,000-point list. But he gave me the first turn, and I got the objective, and he couldn't kill the Phoenix. So I I just, the final score was 10-9. to If it was a six-turn game, he would have won, but thankfully it wasn't. So uh, that was the first game, and I, like a fool, wrote on, like, one page and then three pages in front of it for my second and third game, so I'm a little confused in my order, but I think mm-hmm. it's right. I played a, a, a guy named Dan in the second game who was a super nice guy. He, he just had a kid, and he could only play that one day, uh, but then he came by on Saturday to, to just chat and hang out and check out the room. But um, he was playing Beastmen, and Beastmen die very quickly, especially when you have... 24 shots at minus two rend. Um, so that game was was kind of out of hand on on the second turn when I killed his entire unit of Bestigors, and he didn't really have anything left. Uh, game three, I was I was blessed with playing Tyler Mangle, um, who was playing his daughter's cane army, which is just a beautiful army. And it was, I forget which mission it was, but you, you basically can line up 16 inches away or whatever, 18 inches away. And he deployed everything on the line, not realizing that I could shoot twenty-four inches with my with my you know the And this is the moment I realized that I'm just not meant to be a power gamer, and I care more about friendship and fun. Because um, <laughs> I I could have very easily completely crippled him on the first turn, but instead of shooting off his witch elves and his hag, I shot his witch up, or his hag and his avatar, which. In case you don't know, avatars don't do anything until the third turn. Um, so I just couldn't do it. I, I could tell when you, when you finished setting it up that he was like, "Oh shit, this could be bad." And I just didn't want to ruin a game. And then I ended up ended up getting tabled on the third turn by the witches that I should have shot. What I
0: think is great about that, Bryce, is Tyler plays out of that Detroit club okay. where uh, no holds barred, no punches pulled, um, and and you showed him. You showed him leniency and he, <laughs> he twisted it around and destroyed you. That's a typical yeah. Detroit yeah. move. Like <laughs> You know, you walked into the Cobra Kai dojo and, and gave a little bit of ground and got, got a black eye. Yeah. Got beat up.
2: Yeah.
0: So did I'd do you do it again? I do it You again. do it again. You're supposed no to say question. you've learned a lesson. Nah. No, uh, lessons the learned.
3: I learned that Tyler's a great guy, and I enjoyed our game. And I'd rather have <laughs> him be happy and me be able to deal with what happened than him not want to ever talk to me again because I the game. <laughs> yeah, Tyler.
0: Tyler's a great dude. I I had the pleasure of playing his Tomb Kings a couple of years ago. So yeah, he's yeah. he's yeah. a fantastic opponent and just all around you know
1: gem in the hobby. And I think there. I think I have a couple pictures of that game up on the. Uh, on the Facebook page? Because I think I happened to walk by on that one. I think that's the one I have
3: some. Yeah, so that was that. Um, And then game four, I played a gentleman named Richard who was down from Toronto. Um, It was his first time at the Adeptic County. He had a really, really nicely painted Stormcast army. And it was two ballistas that he dropped down, and he uh, shot my Phoenix, which... Wasn't really a great choice because he had minus one hit. So those ballistas are hitting on sixes, and he he only got one through. And I saved all of it, and then I killed the ballistas, and he didn't really have much left. So that game got out of hand early, but it was actually closer than than you would think it was for for losing those ballistas right away. And that put me put me on table twelve going into the last game against the gentleman named. Greg, who was playing Gloomspite, and he just had—I don't—he had two massive units of as I think, and they in the command ability that makes them do mortal wounds in addition to their damage. And I was—I was terrified, but they just died fast enough, and he had to pull them outside of his shrine. So I managed to pull out the win on that one too to finish four, four and one, and and like I said, in twelfth place, which I was—I was. I was Kind of surprised by, I mean, don't get me wrong, I brought a pretty filthy list of Phoenix and 40 Arcanauts. It's nothing to to laugh at, but (laughs) um, it was fun, and I had a lot of great people I played against, and actually no one that I had ever played before, which I think is the first time in quite some time that I've played four or five brand new people, so that was awesome, too.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a fun thing, is Adopticon's so big at this point, starting... Although you see people, you know, and sometimes you end up with that matchup, it is possible to get in there and, and play all new people. Um, so as as far as outcome, um, Bryce clearly won the uh, the um, the battle points uh, mission. Um, I know personally, I was I was happy I got my I maxed out on my paint score, which was uh, big for me, um, and then. Tom, who Josh had the pleasure of playing, ended up winning best sportsman of the I don't know hundred some player cool. Vanguard tournament. Yeah, um, which was really cool to see him get his medal. They called his name and he looked behind him, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like around, like who is else won it? Yeah, like <laughs> another yeah, yeah, yeah. room. And then we're like, it's you, dude! And he goes up there. Um, That's great. <laughs> so yeah, Tom. Tom got to take home some hardware, which is really cool. Yeah, super cool. All right, that brings us through Thursday um, to Friday morning, uh, early AM, with a slight hangover. So he drank a shot of bourbon with Matt and Tom in the room. They started drinking Hypnotic. I cracked a beer, <laughs> and we went down to the team tournament. <laughs> um, they were wearing their pink Chaos shirts with a dual Slanesh list, and I was playing with Dan Bears, host uh, one of the hosts of Cubic Shenanigans. Um, and uh, you know, I, should I? I'll just go through my, my okay. games since yep. I I let in to the doubles tournament. So Dan and I had um, had never really played before. We've played some other games. We we know each other, but we we'd played one practice game. Um, you know, and, and he had he had a pretty aggressive expectation, one the go two and one. And I was like, I think we can with the list. I had a good stormcast um, list with my uh, my Leviah Drake. Uh, Lord Arcanum and two fives of sequitors. He had sixty witch elves, a cauldron, and two hags. So, a, a pretty good list. I knew there were some weaknesses that we'd struggle against, but um, so our first matchup, we ended up playing against two guys from Illinois, Zach and David. They were playing Seraphim and Sylvaneth. Um, and it was one where you could burn objectives or burn your opponents for D three victory points, or you know choose a different point. And we committed. We, we ended up getting two of theirs, um, burned it. We rolled like a one and a two, and then it's a war of attrition. And we we faced an additional fourteen to sixteen. I forget where it was. It was like fourteen or fifteen hundred points of extra models from the Seraphon and the Sylvaneth uh, summoning because it was a Larial and a Slan and all sorts of wizard Gosh. like spells, all sorts of summoning. It was just it was crazy. Um, how many more things got summoned in? And the skink's ability to like retreat off of combat mm-hmm. and move, yep. like, we just didn't have Annoying. an answer. Yep. Um, and lost in turn five. They rolled three, mm-hmm. uh, on the one objective they took and won by one victory point because they blasted us off, uh, one turn. So it was, it was a crazy hey, good yeah. game. They were awesome dudes. Um, it was just the, the matchup was about as bad as we could have asked for. Uh, but, um, you know that that was round round one. We did score a couple of our secondary. We scored like four points, so we weren't blanked. Um, then round two, we lined up against two hacks from the Basement of Death. I'm not sure <laughs> if you guys are familiar <laughs> with that gaming club. I think it was Joa or Jode and Harlan, um, but uh, some zinch filth with like six skyfires and then a shooty stormcast uh, shenanigans list with like long strikes and ballistas and um, adjudicators thankfully the uh the uh stormcast player marlin lined up all 15 of his judicators on like the 18 inch line and dan lined up his 60 witch elves on this the 18 inch line <laughs> and in turn two there were no judicators left uh after that that charge um and then josh kind of so fought a war me. of attrition so uh <laughs> i did my best <laughs> yeah uh zipping around and i had bombed the two far objectives with my sequiturs and then we kind of forced the middle um so josh had to come and take one which kept the skyfires out of the the mix for two three turns right um and then we just ground it, ground it out uh Star came in finally because it was escalation so the Stardrake had deployed way in the back he mm-hmm. didn't get in and turn three but then he took out the two units of acolytes Marlin's stuff was all gone by turn three, because um, he dropped in his ballistas, and then Dan answered with one of the witch elf units. He teleported over to, to handle business. Mm-hmm. So it was a it was a good game, but um, one of those games where we I felt a little bad at one point because it was <laughs> <laughs> it, it was when Marlin deployed. I was like, <laughs> I don't know what what elves. he's hoping yeah. to do here.
2: Yeah, well, and. I think I told him to deploy back a little bit. I I, I actually don't remember uh, the deployment. I was trying to figure out my side. Yeah. And I, I don't think I was really focusing on what he was doing. Um, yeah, it was it was one of those. It, it uh, left Dan with, oh, like, oh, a
0: six-inch charge after a, a right. run and a move. Um, and he could re-roll his charge, right. too, if he needed yeah. to. Well,
2: but, I think one one of the groups had to re-roll, and he was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so that... That game went um, kind of as Dan and I had thought because we we'd drawn up kind of our plan and we stuck to it and executed it. and by the end though I was like oh man this is kind of a, a bummer as Marlin <laughs> has no models and Josh is losing a unit every like every activation Something right was yeah. dying um, but it was it was fun it was you know it was an interesting lineup against two guys you know the only practice game we had was against um josh and marlon we talked about that i think last show Mm -hmm. uh you guys each had different lists but um same same alliances so right and then um that game we also played next to tom and matt and they were playing these two guys andy and joseph who were wearing the pink uh bowling shirts from the war room of chicago Mm -hmm. club and tom and matt and them went and had a few drinks at the bar and dan and i were drinking whiskey with each of our opponents um jameson uh, black label before the game and dan and i were doing shots after the game so by game three several beers a couple cocktails a bunch of shots we sit down and we're across from joseph and andy the guys that tom and matt had just played (laughs) who'd gotten back from the bar uh and they were playing um stormcast and Sylvanith. um Dreicha gave dan warhammer face at one point um, as Dreicha oh, went no. off on a unit of 30 witch witches house. yeah oh. <laughs> and like killed like 23 or 24 of them we hung on and win we won we had like a model left it was star strike so we had executed relatively well where we were built up a huge lead on scoring points um and then ended up still like even when they took both objectives or it wasn't star strike but it was random objective placement and yeah we had to different. roll for points yeah yeah we were 11 points up and they could the best they could do is score nine points in the final turn even though we had one model left um so we had we had just done enough in the first four turns that it didn't matter and we won that one pretty handily and then had a shot and uh we finished two and one um and we were thirty uh, sixth or thirty seventh uh, place, so it was, it was a good finish out of you know one hundred fifty teams, um, yeah, yeah, one hundred forty seven teams. Um, Sixteen out of twenty on the paint score. I was pretty disappointed, but um, I think a big part of that is you know basing and uh, you know just the the armies not being to the same same, same <laughs> level. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a fun fun event. I'd play with Dan again. We um we were pretty tactical, you know. We did a good job picking our secondaries and playing to the objectives, uh drawing up a plan on the maps before like understanding where we were gonna deploy and what we were anticipating our opponents to do was, was kind of fun. It was it was more tactical than in the past when Tom and I have sat down and gone two and one drinking and just pushing models forward and smashing face. Um But uh but you know it's it was it was a enjoyable experience. So um Josh or Bryce, who who wants to kick this one off? Bryce, you got the celebrity treatment. Yeah, I think you we wanna... should,
1: we gotta save Bryce for unless it's yeah, save, save Bryce,
0: Bryce. Yeah. Good.
2: All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um Marlon and I uh so yeah, I, I played the same Zinge list um in the team tourney and Marlon brought a shooty uh, Stormcast list. And game one we played uh, a portion of the pants mafia. So Christian and Alex. Uh, and they brought Stormcast and Seraphon. Um, it <laughs> we deployed, and uh, it, basically uh, they could have gone anywhere like they could have deployed anywhere. It wouldn't have mattered, because they had a Gav bomb, and then they had a ripper Ripperdactyl bomb. And so basically, they're dropping the Ripperdactyls within three inches of a, or you know, just outside yeah. of three inches, and. The Gav Bomb is basically anywhere. And so they basically pinched us. Um, I mean, whatever we had, wherever we'd have placed, it wouldn't have mattered. And it, it was a pretty brutal game. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Ripper and Actals, uh took out a lot of stuff. The Gav Bomb took out a lot of stuff. And it it didn't go well. So, um, <laughs> But, yeah, it's super fun to play with. They're hilarious guys. And... Um, you know, I learned a lot about um, you know both those uh, combat tricks. So that was that was good. Yeah.
0: Chris, Christian Ware is my he's like my Age of Sigma arch nemesis. We've played oh, really? each other like four or five times in the the last year. But <laughs> always, he's just a he's such a pleasure. He's a fun guy. Yeah, his Australian accent is is amazing for sure. Um, so yeah, it's I'm, I'm sure he had. Yeah, he, he, it, he
2: there was there was over. a lot of jokes about the bloat toad floating around, and yeah. So anyway. Um. Yeah. Then we played Ty and Dan. I won't belabor that one. Um. Because you know they were they're awful people. Yeah, we were pretty terrible <laughs> opponents. <laughs> um. And then I uh, played Ryan Miller, and I I didn't write down his partner's name, so I apologize, Ryan Miller's partner. Um. But they played, uh, Nurgle and Beasts of Chaos, and so yeah, it was kind of a foot slogging Nurgle mortals. Um. And then, uh, Beasts of Chaos. A lot of shooty, like um, I forget if it's bestigors or uh, ungors, the the more shooty ones. But um, he had a big block of them on one side, and then kind of nurgle on the other. Uh, we th- this was the one that Ty was talking about. So there was um, you know different points where um, the objective comes down, and um, we took their objective one turn. Um, so that's a d six. And we rolled a one. <laughs> so we were up a point. Cause so like, yeah, we both had uh, the same amount of points up to that turn. I think it was turn three. We take that objective, roll a one. They end up taking our objective and rolled uh, a six or whatever. I mean, they rolled like max points. and So then at that point, it was like they wiped us off the other objective and... Uh, i think we wiped them off our objective but it was at that point it they was over so it was hard to come back from that um but it was a pretty even match besides the uh objective point rolling so um very fun guys uh a pleasure to play with um and yeah i i had a blast so yeah it was a good it was a good game so then
0: one one quick thing before we kick it over to Bryce that I I will say that kind of this tournament, the the team tournament, I think of as kind of a fun, you know, lay, more laid back, but it was it was actually a very tightly played. There were some really good teams. And one thing I I just can't get over and I've been thinking about since Adepticon is how much I despise random victory point objectives. Yeah. Um, because yeah. at least two of the games I lost were I had the objective more turns than my opponent in both cases. What it was just the roll. And the rolls are what lost it for me. And and, and that like I had still had fun. I had mm-hmm. some good games, but like it drove me it drove me absolutely insane and just upset me to the point where I was like we already roll enough dice. If I get in a position <laughs> to win a game, I shouldn't lose on rolling ones and twos for victory points when my opponent can one turn roll a six and make that up and Double make up, up the three or four turns that i sat on it and like right
2: yep but
3: well, that's the thing too the like d3 i can swallow and and it sucks when you roll one on a d3 but worst case you're, you're always sore by two but when it's d6 and you roll a one and yeah. your opponent rolls a six that's that's too much that's the game, the game. yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, we, we almost basically called it at that point. It was so, it yeah. was like, ugh, yeah, we'll, we'll play out this yeah. turn, but yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: And I, I don't know that I have a, a really good solution other than you know D3 or leveling it out a little bit, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it created a few just really feel-bad moments where you play a great game. You're like, I have this. You roll your dice. Your opponent gets it one little time and just outdoes the three turns that you couldn't roll mm-hmm. better on. Right, you're, right. All right, Bryce, now we'll go back to the sunshine and rainbows and unicorns <laughs> and talk about your team uh, team tournament experience with the uh, the legendary Heath Ryan.
3: Yeah, so T- Heath was my partner, two years running, team friendship. This year we were named Team Tragomania in hopes to play a Trogoth army. We didn't make it, but uh, uh, a lot of people were confused. In just a moment, you'll understand why. Um, <laughs> game one, I was... I was blessed with the honor of playing on the GW stream against Domus and Pete, which was like a dream come true. And Domus uh, may have pulled some shenanigans to make it happen, may not have, I I guess we'll never know, but um, it was just, it was awesome to to be there. And I, I had an army that I was very proud of. And as Troy mentioned in the, with his class, it's, it's, it's not often that you do something and you're super proud of it. Like you're always critical on yourself, but I was I was so happy with the way that my army looked all together with the prime and the phoenixes and everything. And uh, so it was cool to show that off in front of all the people watching at home. Um, super close game. I highly highly re- recommend watching it. It was probably one of the closest games I've ever played, but it came down to. A unit of Drakulines charging into ten spearmen, ten mighty, mighty spearmen, <laughs> and these, the Drakulines were fully buffed. They had, I think they had empower and they had some something else um, on them, and they managed to only kill four spearmen, which was incredible. And then that prevented them from taking the objective, and we held on just long enough to win. Uh, so that was that was super awesome, super fun. Game two. Not so so super be- awesome. before
1: you go on oh, Bryce, sorry. so sorry. just if so if you have a twitch subscription, the Warhammer, you can go on and watch the match, which is awesome. I did I think last week, um, which is pretty cool um, and I don't know if you want to I think it was pretty funny like Domus's list was interesting, right because then he he had um um yeah. a, just yeah. a bunch of single single unit or whatever we call it wolves, right or whatever it was.
3: Yeah, hunting hounds. Hunting which hounds. It sounds really stupid when you when you hear it, when you hear, oh, 16 single units of hunting hounds. But the impact that that had on the game, like, y- you can screen so much and you can prevent all of the movement, which basically armies were based around with, with the phoenixes and the other fast-moving things we had. So it was like he was able to completely screen almost three-quarters of the board and prevent... You know me from getting to objectives to burn them and things like that, and so it sounds crazy and it it, it it's not good on like on its own, but when you have something to complement, it's it, it works really well. So small unit sizes um, that can just kind of fill the board. I definitely it has my interest peak as I'm sitting here with six units of tree remnants in front of me. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and it was, pre- again, I don't, it was pretty funny on the stream as, uh, was it Jeff and Nick yeah. who were doing the commentary and then like initially like, Oh, you know, Donus has this list. Oh. And they were kind of just sloughing it off. Like, Oh, what is this going to be? It's just a bunch of the, of the hounds. And then as it went on, they're like, Oh, hold it. This may actually have <laughs> some legs, right?
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, yeah. again, very fun. it was fun for me to watch the match and relive it uh, through you guys. So
3: and I got the BOD combat gauge on on stream. Yes, so.
1: that was kind of funny. Product <laughs> placement. Well, well done. <laughs> That's a clutch marketing <laughs> um, move. Yep.
3: Yeah. So so yeah, that was game one. Tons of fun again. But game two, it's not that it wasn't fun. It's just that playing against the Lerial in a, in a team event in in the objective or the scenario to where all heroes and monsters are set up like 24 inches away from the center of the table. It's a diagonally deployed matchup. So our army, which is about getting our phoenixes into combat, are now 48 inches away from the things I'm trying to kill with my phoenixes. So it was just an uphill battle from there. And It was one half Illyrial and one half Death with a, with a zombie dragon that was minus two to hit in combat. So, like, what are you going to (laughs) do? Um, and, uh, sorry, that was against Michael. And I, I'm pretty sure his name is Kyle. He's another guy from Detroit that I haven't seen very many
0: times. That's Kyle Western, right? right? He's the guy that beat Brendan at Meltdown with the Monster Mash Sylvanith list.
3: Is it? Okay. I think so. That's what I thought. Um, and they're great guys. I played I played Michael before, and I even enjoyed him when he was playing the Gosh. But that, that game was just an uphill battle from the start, from trying to kill all the summoning from the from the trees and the the forty or th- what is it thirty man unit of the Reapers that just keeps coming back to life. So it was close. We we almost had it, but then in the very beginning of the game, this was probably my highlight of the game. Was I had a branch wraith in my list and. I said that, you know, he was a dirty traitor and he joined our forces to to, to fight against them. And there was some point where all uh, things were spread out and all we had left was like one Phoenix and the Branch Wraith and they both charged Ilarial and they ended up killing Ilarial. The branch wraith did two <laughs> wounds to Ilarial. So that was that was my highlight of that game. Um and then game three I got to play against uh Steven and Alex, who are two guys I'd never met before, but they were they were uh playing both playing Death, one I think was playing Legions and one was playing um Legion of Blood. So they had Nagash and uh Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon and it was just a super fun close game. The final score was twenty one to twenty. Keith and I just snuck it out, but um the highlight of that one at at one point um Oh, there's two highlights. I almost forgot about this. At, at one point in the game, the Phoenixes were plus 18 on one to save and plus 17 <laughs> on the other to save. It was, I think he mirror 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 pooled Nagash the up, and then cast all seven spells and then double turned us and cast eight more spells. <laughs> 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 so that was that was pretty awesome. And then the whole time I'm like I'm taunting him to charge with Nagash and to charge the Phoenixes, and he won't do it, won't do it, and finally. He kills, kills one of the Phoenixes and, like, comes over to the other side of the board with Nagash. And I had my Prime up in this guy still. And on turn three, I dropped him down, and we had a duel Nagash against the Prime. And uh, I got Nagash down to two wounds, but, but he, he managed to kill the Prime before that. And he wouldn't even have of dust him. Instead, is, he, he did he did the blast from the—I don't, I don't ever remember the name of the thing— what is it? Ty, you had it in your in your um, Arkin list.
0: The mortis engine opened yeah, up the reliquary. Yeah, so he
3: did. Yeah, he did a blast from that and killed him. So he didn't even fight the duel with honor. Typical Nagash player.
0: <laughs> hey, no, um, let's not let's not broad brush Nagash players <laughs> everywhere, Bryce. Uh,
3: but yes, yeah, so I ended up two and three. Uh, Heath and I finished in thirty-second place. Uh, and I finished in in the top ten for painting, which, which as I mentioned, was was a super humbling moment. I didn't I didn't expect to do that well, but I was really proud of what we were playing, and and so that was that was really cool to to know that of 147 people, we were in the top ten, so 147 teams, which we didn't mention. That is the by far the biggest AOS event in the world, mm-hmm. right? Like. CanCon talks yeah. about their their singles, which is which is amazing, 210 players or whatever it is, but what's that? The,
0: this was the most people playing Age of Sigmar in one event in the world, was the yeah. Adapticon team tournament with 147 teams, 294 <laughs> uh, players. And we were part of it.
3: Yeah. The yes. picture is amazing to see so many people in that room and... And I'm sure many of the listeners, and, and you guys remember three years ago when in that room there was thirty-five people, thirty people, right, thirty-six mm-hmm. people. So yeah. In in three years to to have such an amazing turnout is is awesome and speaks a testament to to the people who put on the event and the people who go to the event. Because man, it was it was fun and it was great to see.
0: Yeah, and then um, you did. You volunteered Saturday and Sunday for the champs. Uh, none of us played in it, but that looked like a, a great time. Um, definitely some controversy uh, this year, but other podcasts <laughs> have talked about that, so we won't dive too far into it. Um, some interesting perspectives out there, but anything from you know a, a judging, paint scoring, volunteering standpoint from the the two day champs, Yona. You want to share any any highlights of that experience?
3: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, a shout out to Alex and Carrie Ann for all the work they do. Um, I wanted to do something to help them, and and it was great to to hang out with Kevin and Chuck and Dom and and all the, all the other any guys that volunteered to help. And it, it was at first I was like, man, I wish I could play. But then as the day went on, I was like, no, this is this is so much better. You get to relax and just chat and. I, I was doing some recruiting for meltdown for our hobby alliance. Um, and uh, it was just, it was great. I got to paint judge, which was, which was really cool to look at the armies up close and personal. Um, but it, it was cool to, to give back, I guess you would say in, in a way um, and, and help out with that. And then on Sunday it was, it was young Bloods too, which, which I did the paint judging for that too. And probably my highlight of the whole weekend which which is an incredible thing to say because it was there were so many highlights. But the the, the best thing about it was um, doing the paint judging for, for the kids and just and hearing them talk about their projects and, and, and how much time they put into it and pointing out the things they converted and 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 the gentleman that won was was Gabriel and he was he was so proud he had this display board and he was pointing out exactly the things on this course sheet to show me that he had four different elements of things in his display board and he converted this theme imprints to have all these things and and we always have to ask you know did you paint it or did your dad paint it and he's like oh there's this one model that my dad did the cloak but i did all these other cloaks it's just this one can you please not please not look at that one and just look at these and, and then <laughs> when when we get to the awards and and we do the the young bloods first in front of everyone and and painting was the first one that was called and he was he was the one that won and he just came running up to the front with his hands in the air just like super proud of himself and and that was that was really cool to see it it really kind of makes all that worth it and and reminds you of the, the fun part of the hobby and and what the hobby really is about so that was that was super cool
0: Awesome, yeah, and uh, I would I would echo the experience and the the hobby, and you know, seeing seeing people come together over something we all love and enjoy, and and sharing that that sense of community for those four plus days now of uh, of fun. Um, Troy, did you get in any of the? gentlemen's
1: or any tournament i don't want to nope, skip over you, I No, didn't, nope, i didn't know i didn't i time. i yeah i i had a couple other events that i had set up for but I again i had so much family down there and everything yeah. else that i again you're always like i'd rather err on the social side <laughs> so i didn't yeah i had a couple yeah. i had stuff on thursday and sunday that i could have done and i'm like no i'd rather just hang out and whatever and you know on sunday we went out for lunch was, and everything else that that was friday night i had total fear of missing out from
0: not playing in the champs i'd brought the 2000 point list i thought about saturday morning going and registering um but then saturday hanging out in the hall um sleeping in you know uh being a little bit hung over at the first wake up and then just deciding to go back to bed instead of like going and playing three games um, I definitely enjoyed that social aspect. I think next year I'll, I'll play because uh, I, did, I did miss the competitive, you know, um, seeing what I could do. And, but uh, it was it was a great Adepticon. Um, I know we've got some thank yous. Apologize if we miss anyone that we saw or hung out with or, you know, rolled dice with or have, haven't have talked about. But Bryce said it already, but Alex and Carrie Ann mm-hmm. for what they do organizing the AOS stuff um, year after year after year as it grows and gets bigger and the the army of volunteers, you know, Bryce included everyone that makes the events possible. Um the crew that was setting up the the tables on Wednesday night the um throughout, you know, just a ton of support. Including
1: somehow I got roped into yeah, that Yeah Troy you were helping us know. put
3: <laughs> train down and I was just throwing boxes at people at that point. <laughs> think kept doing a couple of that,
1: Troy. Yeah putting
0: mats down yep. and yeah. Um but it was cool to see it all come together. Uh, got to meet Landmine in, in person. Bryce was like, that's Landmine, dude. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you
3: were standing right next to me when I was talking to him. And and then so, someone else came. I think it was Dan came over. And like I didn't want to make it super obvious I was telling you who it was. So I kind of leaned over and whispered, like, hey, this is Landmine.
0: <laughs> and then I uh, had a good chat with him. And he, he brought um, some of his bourbon barrel aged uh coffee bags for each of us and threw out you know a pound of coffee
2: so which is amazing by the way i haven't grounded so good yeah no check it out it's good um and then
0: i know should i run through the list or i don't know who wrote it all in so Mm -hmm. i don't want to steal. keep going we'll
1: we'll, we'll jump yeah this this is from all of us (laughs) so yeah
0: um dr gabe organizing the anvil 8 basement of death kill team event ordering custom dice and um objective markers and stuff was yep. super cool uh the anvil 8 dice don't roll ones but they don't roll any <laughs> higher than a three and the basement <laughs> of death dice roll only ones um <laughs> no only I, roll ones i have the opposite, no, the opposite one it was, yeah.
1: it was atrocious dice no because uh, ben was using um basement of death dice playing was he playing hulk or not? i can't remember which one it was but he could roll nothing but sixes. Yeah, yeah right. nothing but Man. sixes. Yeah. I, a wait, a wait, yeah, I got a bad batch. I got a bad batch. They're good. <laughs> um, but and Gabe, I think, I also um, well, want to leave out, I think Danner also helped out uh, Dr. Gabe with, with some like of the outs and stuff some like that. Tokens, so yeah. again, that, yeah, I think that was a, a really cool event um, mm-hmm. the, to put together. And then
0: uh, I, I want to apologize that the Gaslands game didn't happen. <laughs> um, I feel partially responsible i know some some people also were inebriated and didn't contribute to getting it going but uh after an indian food dinner where i got a glass of vodka i ordered a vodka soda i got a glass of vodka and a (laughs) carafe of soda and i was like i don't know what i'm supposed to do with this for six dollars i ordered another one thinking they'd mix it they didn't so i had two glasses of vodka at dinner saturday and then we hung out in the lobby of the hotel once we got back from that. And, uh, you know, Aaron Schmidt was down there with a bottle of bourbon. Benson from Mind Wearing Games, one of Brian's buddies from New uh, from Louisiana. So, Eric, I'm sorry we didn't play Gaslands, but the templates are awesome. Yeah, thank We're you so much. We're going to schedule another yep. Gaslands game to make up for the BOD DUI Open that didn't happen because of too much drinking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, it's
3: fitting all uh, right. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the BOD DUI uh, open did, 500 didn't happen because of too much alcohol. <laughs> um, Brendan and Dan got us uh, cubic shenanigans uh, t-shirts. Um, I know I threw mine across the parking lot to Josh at one point. Might have been at Morton's uh, yeah, on Friday Yeah, right after night. Morton's, yep. Um, but I had mine, wore that one of the days just around the hall for repping their brand. I know, Troy, you've... You've got we wore yeah. ours on Sunday, Same. I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so thanks to those guys. Um, it's always fun, you know, to to have other podcasts and develop that relationship with other shows. Um, and those they're two great guys. Jeremy, um, our in house B O D apparel guy. He always uh, prints the t shirts and the this year the new hoodies that are awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mandy for doing a lot of the the, the all of the design and, and layout stuff. Um, troy's sister so thank you to them for the uh the the apparel
1: I, I love that the hoodie that you can see the hoodies from like across yeah the hall like you could pick once we got them and everybody's getting them it was easy to pick up bryce or anybody yeah, yeah. You, know, you just looked the ground and like oh, like oh
2: there's the blue there's and yellow there, yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then uh
0: the the last thing too not the last i mean there's several but uh stew already talked about it in our in our drinking but Um, just amazing to see him show up with a box of beer and the, the drink, uh, the drink Orca cooler cups. Um, you know, can't wait to get down to Nashville into August to hang out with those guys again, but thank you, Stu, for, um, for the hookup, just some, some awesome mugs and a a great selection of beers.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, adapticon
1: any yeah. any final I, thoughts I, troy um again i just have to shout out to my brothers john and ben for i mean i i i kind of put space hulk on but we all put on space hulk i mean they're there for the 12 14 hours and helping me set up and tear down it like the tear down um i don't know I like i felt like i didn't do anything and everybody's got it like they got it down to a system <laughs> like i was putting some minis away i i was talking to somebody and I turned around and the whole thing was packed up and my nephew Ashton has, fig- I think after he's been doing this for how many years now, he's figured out how to put all the little t- you know, uh, Tetris pieces into the containers. I think, and I think
0: like- Josh and I talked about it at one point, seeing Ashton now, 16, 17 mm-hmm. years old, remembering when he was six years old and yep. he'd be standing at the table side going "Troy,
2: Troy, Troy, <laughs> Troy, <laughs>
0: trying to get his uncle's attention <laughs> as Troy's doing stuff to now being a, a young man himself is, is kind of cool. Makes yeah. me feel old, which isn't usual, yep. but yeah, I felt man.
2: ancient now. <laughs> and if we missed anybody, thank yeah. you. Um, I'm, I'm sure we're missing uh, a bunch of people, but yeah, thank you. And thanks for everybody. Uh, hanging out saying hi you know stopping by and saying hey i love your podcast that kind of thing it always kind of gets us geeked uh when when people actually uh listen and and you know point us out and say hey i love your show i i I think that's awesome uh you know it's just our little corner of the interwebs and uh yeah we we think it's great when people actually care and want to listen so thank you and
0: then uh you know Matt Matt and Tom my roommates and partners in crime for the weekend um they were a blast to hang out with um and and drink with and play with but uh we were in room 468 so the it was kind of ominous how we could okay. count up um all <laughs> evenings but uh and then the the Adepticon um hotel bar that closed every night
1: 2 hours earlier than it should man, have that thank place you to the terrible. bar staff yeah oh man <laughs> They have to go home and work yeah. or sleep yeah. so they can yeah. come back and work the next day. Um,
0: Bryce, anything, final thoughts, thank yous, shout-outs, closing notes on, on Adepticon?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's probably 100 people that I should thank, and I, I apologize. I, it's, it's hard to get everyone in, but I, I have to say my own thank you to Stu. It was it was awesome to be included in the in the gifts, even as the intern. Um, so that, and Stu, you're a great guy. I would had a pleasure hanging out with you and chatting with you. Uh, Thomas, even though I know he doesn't listen to podcasts, but he, uh, what he did to make Tepticon happen and for, for him helping to get me involved in a community dinner that I got to go to with, with some of the people that I look up to in the hobby and, and just kind of have a chance to talk with them and, and learn from them. Um, and then Chuck Moore too, who was there all weekend, um, helping basically. I think, I don't know if he played at all. I think he might've played in the doubles, but other than that, just volunteered his time. And he came, came all the way from the East coast to help out. Um, and he's just a great guy runs the adapticon tournament at Nova and is, is just an inspiration in, in making the community what it is today. So those three, I, I had to get out and, to all the BOD people that I got to meet in person that I've never met, Dr. Gabe, Danner, everyone else. Um, it was, it was awesome. It was a great weekend.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. Adepticon 2019. Um, will be back next year, bigger and better, more events, more craziness. So hopefully, uh, if you didn't get a chance to go to Adepticon this year, um, this, you know, filled that little bit of, uh, the, the need to get it. Uh, if you're listening, Get out there next year. We, we want it to continue to grow. I think they were close to 6,000 people uh, this year, badges at least. Um Who knows how many more wander through and, and hang out. So yeah. uh, it's an amazing show. Um, no reason to not go Adepticon. Well, that is a wrap on Adepticon and the show. So once again, thank you to Bryce for joining us tonight. Always a lot of fun uh, as he made his third appearance on the show, now the record holder. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see if there's a, a response coming from other interested parties. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's just go through some upcoming events. We are officially in convention and tournament season. Um, with the uh, the closure of Adepticon, quickly right around the corner. There's a, a bunch more stuff coming up. Um, first and foremost, I'm getting married. I know we've talked about that. I have my, my wedding uh, May 11th, um, so that will be an exciting day with uh, a lot of the BOD uh, friends and, and family in attendance. I'm going to get drunk. <laughs>
1: Um, I like that it's on our convention calendar. It is, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's it's yeah. It's uh, we're gonna bring games uh, for sure.
0: You guys do, you do, you. Um, we'll see what my future wife has to say. She'll, she'll probably be like, as long as they stay at the back table, that's fine. Um, and then the weekend after, Brew City Brawl, uh, here in Milwaukee, amazing tournament. Talked a little bit about that with Bryce. Uh, wonderful uh, charity um, fundraiser raffle that is going on. 60 players, uh, still a wait list. Um, Brendan put the pack out, some really interesting um, new trophies, uh, the big three, and then secondaries are going to be all. uh, You can accumulate multiple secondaries throughout the the weekend. So some interesting format stuff there. Then uh, Nexus Game Fair closes out May, starts May 30th through June 2nd. Moved from downtown out to the Sheridan in Brookfield. Brookfield. Um, and that that's a fun little con. If you got some spare time, it's a great one to swing through for just a day. Okay. If you can, um, if you don't want to do the whole weekend, then, uh, in July talked about Midwest meltdown and the, the Midwest hobby Alliance that has been, <laughs> um, gathered to cause it, it, there will be some team awards and trophies. This is the, the year of the beast. Uh, so everyone also brings a beast to the tournament that'll be used in the realm of Gur. Um, Domus got 120 players uh, signed up and ready. So 60 tables. Um, there's a wait list. It's July 27th to the 29th in Bloomington, Illinois. Um, then the week after that, Gen Con, August 1st through the 4th, um, obviously Indianapolis. Uh, and that will see some of the BOD. Uh, big crew always gets out for that. And then end of August, 23rd through the 25th, Um, The North remembers uh, several clubs from the the North are having a presence down in Nashville, uh, sold out within the day that it opened uh, for the AOS tournament, got some more room, sold those tables out. Um, So NashCon, August 23rd to the 25th, another core group of guys going down from um, from Milwaukee, from Detroit, from uh, all over um, to hang out with those guys, roll some dice and, and play at Nashcon in Franklin, Tennessee, just south of Nashville. All right. After that busy summer, we're probably going to take a you know a month or two to just relax and not play games. <laughs> just kidding. We will of course be <laughs> playing games all year round. But um thank you all for listening. Episode thirty-one. Um, certainly, we love seeing reviews. We love hearing feedback on Twitter, on Facebook. So find us on iTunes. Drop us a review. Contact us on our our Facebook page, uh, Twitter at Play and Slay and Show. Um, Episodes always get posted with a blog post and show notes on basementofdeath.com, and that's where you can certainly email each and every one of us, Ty, Josh, Troy, info, and intern, all at basementofdeath.com. Keep the dice rolling, the drinks on ice, and no matter what, keep playing and slaying.
3: Hola, whoa,
0: hola, hola! Hello, Bryce. This is Regis Philbin here at Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and I've got Josh in the hot seat, and you are <laughs> his phone a friend. Are you ready to help?
3: Well, yes, I, I am.
2: Okay, okay Bryce. Uh, the question is, um, how how many chicken wings can Troy eat off the top of a Bloody Mary? <laughs>
3: Well obviously the answer is 7 Josh.
2: 7 7. Um well no so your options are A <laughs> 3 B 5 C 6 or D all of them.
3: All of them Josh there were 7.
2: <laughs> all right we just I'm 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 going to go with Bryce. We'll, we'll go with D, all of them. <laughs>
0: All right, Josh, let's see if you've got what it takes to be a millionaire. Thank you, Bryce. Uh, You have a good night. We'll get back to you here. And the answer is D, all of them. Josh, you're going on. $500,000 question next. How much are you giving the Bryce?
3: None of them.